0: here we didn't get fired did you that's right there was a lot of releases in wwe but not here at the top of wrestling podcast no 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 that's right we keep all of our employees and we welcome you back here i am the professor mark fantasia and it's it's wednesday man we're here on itunes spotify podbean amazon music pandora youtube facebook twitter and instagram sometimes i feel like i say it almost too fast that you don't know exactly where you could catch us every time but if you're listening, I guess that kind of anyway. Hey, we appreciate you listening, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, ODM.
1: <laughs> so much for being pros, like I said. But you are a pro, Professor. You are a pro because last week when the show dropped and I was ready to listen, I go sit out. You know, I got that little uh, canopy, little gazebo thing in my backyard. I'm sitting under that. Is that where we did
0: the uh, the watch along? Uh, the watch along.
1: Yep, yep, absolutely. While it was raining. Yeah. Good thing I had that gazebo there. Okay. So, and uh, the intro comes in, and I'll just start by saying that that's my favorite intro to the show ever. I popped so really? loud that, you know, the backyard's pretty big. It's pretty open, so it echoes. The neighbors must have been like, what the fuck is that guy's problem? Because I popped. At first, <laughs> it was Hager. Ha! And, <laughs> and then what did it It did me counting off the ocean, and it was you saying, uh, with my baby tonight... And it was the, yep. but it was Shane McMahon's quad tearing in the beaver scream.
0: It's how many takes it took Keith Lee to get it. It's how many <laughs> takes it took us, which is funny because it's so fitting because, well, maybe if you find out in the hidden track, we're on take two for today already because <laughs> right. this fucking phone. So hopefully we don't have to start all this over again. Uh, but yes, we, we appreciate you guys listening, especially if you liked last week. The uh, It was a lot of fun putting that together. And I'll publicly apologize right now to everybody. Apparently, there was a, a space, about 30 seconds worth of silence. We took a moment of silence to think about how awesome the show was. That's, that's what I'm relying it on. No, fair but enough. But I, it- I did remember at least to put in the right track, and I think you know which track I'm talking about. You know.
1: Well, I know which track you're talking about, and since we're fucking at it, hit the music!
2: Make me wanna shout. Kick your heels
1: up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout! Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand
2: up now, come on and shout. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: How, how do you like your sacked lunch?
1: <laughs> I got to tell you, Lil John messaged me and he goes, You know, I have to tell you that I hate and love the fact that as an Eagles fan, I can't wait to hear the shout song so I can sing along. Something like no, that. If I misphrase you, Lil John, my apologies. But uh, yeah, because uh, Lil John is an Eagles fan, a true Eagles fan,
0: Tiger. That's very, very, very true. Um, and I was actually all for. Once I, you know, the Bills weren't doing so well. It's like, fly, Eagles, fly. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> uh, and speaking of uh, Lil John, actually, he had uh, listened to the show and he was mentioning that Hall and Oates, because we mentioned them on the show last week, are from Philadelphia. Oh, there you go. You know, and because and, uh, I know we talked about that. And it's funny because I mentioned in that Jennifer Lawrence movie uh, about, you know, her suplex. Man, I forgot that Man Eater is like a, a solid story plot to the movie. Like, it has at least a part to you it. Mentioned, it's, you
1: mentioned, you did mention a Hall & song was part of it, but you didn't mention which one. Yeah, song. it was Man Eater. Nice. I was going to say Make My Dreams awesome Come song. True. song. Yeah.
0: And it's funny because the, the kid actually says, he goes, when I was younger, I thought this was about a real monster, like a man eater. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. I kind of thought the same thing when I was a kid. I'm like, the fuck is a man-eater? <laughs> I'm going to stay away from her. <laughs> it's like in big, give her 20 bucks or, her, or her, whatever, and she'll, uh, she'll do whatever. wrap your lower well, you so tight.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'll stay away from her then.
0: I always think of that when we always have a new employee working and they're doing really, really well. I'm like, slowly, slowly, <laughs> trying to get you this you
1: yourself. <laughs> Sorry, it's my first day. Well, because
0: guess what happens? If you, you you know, coast the lines too long, you get released. You get fired.
1: Jesus Christ. All
0: right. Some, I'm like, yeah, kind of makes sense. Others, I, some bothered me. One, I had to take a couple of days to think about on how I really felt about it. And that was Dolph Ziggler. I was like, how the fuck are you going to get rid of Dolph Ziggler? And all the way up until this morning's recording, when I was uh, just kind of scanning through, uh, the best line was said by Booker T. That dude has been coasting, just parring along, just, you know, doing nothing. Not a character change, nothing. Just coasting for at least the last decade. I'm like, yeah. True. Um, pretty close, too. I mean, the last big thing that he did, maybe getting all the pins at the Survivor Series when Sting showed up or his match with uh, The Miz title versus career. Yes. Post that, I don't think much out of Dolph Ziggler.
1: I think Miz, his feud with The Miz over the IC title was the biggest thing he's done in you know, recent history. So,
0: like I said, that one took me a couple of days to come to terms with um, where I was like, wow, how the fuck do you get rid of him? uh it, we're, i want to go through the list with you and then i want to figure out if you think tony's going to suck him up in his straw or you know where else people may go but the other one that really pisses me off is how the fuck do you drop the ball nearly 10 times on ali mustafa ali or mustafa whatever the fuck he was calling himself there at the end um I mean, you had him be the leader of Retribution. Okay, fine. I've seen a failed project or two. I did watch Isaac Yankum, and I'm a fan of Kane, so I could see failed projects. But multiple over and over. And what's crazy about Ali? He was set to face Dominic Mysterio for the North American Championship in the next uh, NXT PLE. <laughs> All right, man. First, give me your thoughts on Ziggler, Ali, but then we'll also talk the list.
1: Uh, Ziggler, I mean, I'm with you. He's coasted. He's been been non-existent. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw him on WWE TV. Now, granted, I don't watch it weekly, but that shit still not matter. The last thing that the, he actually did, I think, I think he made an appearance in NXT for a couple of weeks, Then he was ta- tagging with Bob Root. Um, so... Oh,
0: that's right. He won the uh, the NXT championship last year, like, before WrestleMania weekend. Um, and we're like, oh, so Braun Breaker is going to come up and he didn't, he just won the championship back at NXT's pay-per-view right there or whatever. Um, yeah, the dirty dogs, him and Bob Roode. And then ever since that, they, I haven't seen him do much. He was a pretty good piece to getting Drew McIntyre over. I thought when Drew was... Just getting back, and he was heel on Raw. I think he was a good addition to that, and then they had their blow-off feud, and then he was a face because you need to have that blow-off feud as a heel if you're going to turn, and that's when he ends up beating Brock Lesnar at a houseless show, but I don't know. Yeah, he hasn't done shit in years.
1: Nope. And, uh, you know, I could definitely see him going to AEW just because his brother's there. I think I kind of called that, like, as a what-if uh, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I'm not saying it's going to be anything of substance. The other thing, too, is that Dolph Ziggler might not just give a shit anymore. He's got probably enough money. Yeah, I know he does stand up every once in a while. Uh, so why does he need to wrestle? Now, again, he might do like a short-term thing maybe with AEW just to kind of help get his brother over. You know what I mean? But we'll see.
0: I'm calling it now. If he goes over to AEW, maybe he tags with his brother, right? But first, it'll be... A quick appearance on Dynamite, something like that, and then likely delegated to, like, just Ring of Honor shit. Probably. They're not going to do anything with him.
1: And that's the other thing, too, is that if they did that, I don't think he would want that. Because he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy, like an indie guy. You know what I mean? Uh, Maybe he... I don't know. I
0: actually have zero ideas as to what's really going to happen with him he had a damn near 20 year career with wwe but the last five to ten was a coast yep um does ali show up in aew
2: hope not
1: i never really never really got over with me in wwe and that's not saying anything about his work or what his potential is. is that they gave him shit gimmicks like they do most people in wwe and he wasn't he wasn't at you know at the top of the card so we never really got to see his true potential and uh, I really don't care to see it in a, in a AEW because they're, they're a bloated roster, too. Really looking at this list, uh, the only one that I would really care to see over there is fucking Shelton Benjamin. Top dollar? Oh. Um,
0: Shelton, I would love to see. And he's one that I bet you would be Ring a of Ring Honor. of Honor guy because yeah. he was a Ring of Honor tag mm-hmm. team champion with... Uh, Charlie Haas. So I could see that happening. Yep. It's it's a shame. That's a guy I always thought was yeah. like, just put the strap on him for a minute. Okay? Right. And just met- a minute.
1: Yeah, and you said, you know, you know one guy that, you know, they just kept dropping the ball over and over again. I thought that's who you were talking about at first, um, mm-hmm. you know, just because he is. I mean, you know, and he almost had a revival with the Hurt Business, you know. Yeah. Do you remember his moment with Lesnar in that one Royal Rumble? It was
0: sick because it's the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, man. And they got back together, and it was
1: even the crowd pop for that. Yeah, he's got charisma. He's strong as shit. He's good in the ring. You could have put him in a tag team with Chad Gable, for fuck's sake. And they Mm could have been the new American Alpha.
0: Okay, so AEW bound for Shelton is not a bad idea. Now, let's go one by one. Everybody else, let's just name them, and we'll just say... Does it even... Do they go anywhere at all? Go ahead. All right, so I've got Elias. Whew, you know what? I feel like he would be probably perfect for, like, NWA. Really?
1: I was going to say Impact.
0: Yeah. Or Impact. I actually don't even know why that just didn't even come to my mind. But or yeah, fucking Impact MLW, maybe. for that fucking matter. He had a very good... Uh, tweet you know saying you know he was blessed for everything that he got to go through (laughs) in in, the same tweet he goes i drifted in which is great because he was the drifter um but then he goes i even got to work with my brother ezekiel when i was like yes good for you thank you man good for you
1: this is sad because we've done this more than once (laughs) a list of released wrestlers and where do you think they'll end up
0: (laughs) i know some we were right about some we weren't um i did see and we'll just say right now. Was it Top Dollar? He's the one that it's funny because I saw before starting today the logo for Jim Ross talking about the released wrestlers. The logo, it was a bloated seal coming out of a fucking water tank and it was Top Dollar. <laughs> Number one, funny. Number two, because that reminds me, remember the time he tried to jump over the top rope? That's Completely all I can think of from so, every
1: time. So Cornette calls him Flop Dollar.
0: That's why it said that flop dollar. <laughs> so with his uh, release, I don't actually see him going anywhere. He'll probably get into maybe more of the music industry because he was, you know, kind of a part of that or whatever. But I, I would I don't see him doing any wrestling anywhere. I don't think anybody's going to pick him up.
1: Nope. Agreed.
0: Same with the rest of his crew. Maybe. But let's see. Well, w- one of them was B-Fab. Sure. Yeah. And then the other, whatever their names are. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Fuck them. They're not going
1: anywhere. Nope. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, Riddick Moss, a.k.a. Madcap Moss. Impact. Impact. I could see. Yep.
0: Because he's a good size guy. He's a good wrestler. So I could see them doing something with him, you know. Yeah. It's funny, something. They got a guy on Impact. His name is Jake something. That's that's a name. That's fucking great.
1: That's a WWE name. Uh, Emma.
0: Yeah, this is like her fourth release. She's I know. Fired for stealing in like two ones. years. <laughs> I know. Uh, then she was a part of, I think, the...
1: Her Emma Lena vignettes were longer than any of her runs in WWE.
0: <laughs> that was the best one. And then didn't someone either get fired or in trouble or something because they go because Emma lost like real bad in her first match to Asuka but then was fired a couple days later and (laughs) someone's like man I guess that's what happens when you lose to Asuka can't remember what wrestler it was and they got like in some heat for that one I did see Soraya kind of commented and said let's run it back if you go back to it the very first women's NXT champion was Paige, and in the finals she beat Emma. She's like, "Come on over here and run it back." I could see Tony doing this one. I could see Emma going there.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. They got to book their women's division better first, but that's fine.
0: What women's division?
1: Exactly. Ah, uh, let's see, Aaliyah.
0: Don't even know her, so I I don't even think she'll show up anywhere.
1: Yeah, agreed. Isn't that fucking Ray's daughter? Is it? I have no fucking clue. I'm probably wrong about that, but isn't? Never mind. Yeah, who the fuck knows? Rick Boogs!
0: So this one's interesting to me. Uh, First, maybe Impact at best. Um, Yeah. I saw that he said that it was due to a political thing backstage, but he also said that if Vince had still had any control, he would still have a job.
1: What? Vince has all the control.
0: I've been reading a lot of reports that he actually does have someone that he has to answer to.
1: He does. He does. But.
0: And apparently, if you look into it, Rick Boogers is saying something about the fact that if Vince was still in charge, he would still have a job.
1: I completely disagree with that. Uh, It might have been one of those things where McMahon, I mean, some of these McMahon may have been uh, content to just keep on the roster. So, sure, maybe somebody on the TKO board or the Endeavor board was like, listen, you got to cut some dead weight. Here's a list of names. Nobody gives a shit. Start with them. And Vince was probably like, fine. You know, he might have trumped one or two that we don't know about but look at
0: him he's 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 so beefy, he's and, he, beefy. And, he, and he looks like <laughs> freddie mercury
1: and plays the guitar and tore his quad <laughs> in the middle of one match
0: at, at wrestlemania
1: that <laughs> was fucked up but uh it's the only thing
0: i remember him for playing yeah. nakamura to the ring and tearing his quad in the very first match of night one of wrestlemania in 38 it's yeah. awesome
1: yeah he um yeah, again, just going back to the Vince thing real quick. Again, he does have somebody that he answers to, but they're giving him total control of WWE from the top down. He does answer yeah. to somebody, but I mean, ultimately, like again, I think that was the scenario. So anyway,
2: and when
0: uh, you look at this list, it is pretty much a dead weight list. You're 100. percent right I was going to say how
1: someone. The only other one to really talk about is Riddle.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well. That is, I think, um cutting your losses in a smart way.
1: Bro. I saw an yeah. old video resurface. I think before he signed with WWE. Have you seen it? Dana, Dana White? White. Holy God damn. shit. I don't know a whole lot. The guy lot
0: about- gets paid for 365 days a year. He has to only show up for three of them, and he couldn't stay sober enough. He had to always uh fail his drug test because he's always high. But then this motherfucker also admitted, apparently at one point, I smoke weed all the time so I don't hit my wife and kids. Uh Uh-huh. Bro. Okay, bro. You know what? Maybe I do want Goldberg to pop him in the mouth. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he'll show up anywhere. I did see something that some form of like maybe MMA or something like that has an interest in him. Right. Again, you got to get him to be sober. And I don't say sober like, because not everybody, you know, thinks weed is like if you know if you're drunk yeah, that's sober or not. Right. But, you know, weed, you're under the influence. And the dude seriously couldn't even do that in UFC.
1: Yeah. And I, it's yeah, funny I,
0: because like, I guess he was getting paid a hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars,
1: something like that. Yeah. He
0: said for one year.
1: Mm-hmm. And he fights. goes, and
0: I guarantee you three fights within that year. Mm-hmm. I was like, God damn, dude! I'm like. The whole—if you haven't caught that what what ODM and I are talking about—check it out. It, yeah, Dana was just a rips rant. balls out of him. Yeah, yeah. he goes on. It a was rant. like in 2013, I think.
1: Yeah. So I'll go through this list real quick and just name some names: Quincy Elliott, who looked like Missy Elliott. Apparently, he was a big diva, <laughs> and I'm not even lying, dude. Have you seen pictures of him? Yeah, yeah. Looks like Missy Elliott. It's probably where that fucking name came from. Dana Brooke.
0: It's her. Yep. Yeah,
1: Dana Brooks had uh, so much plastic surgery; she doesn't even look like Dana Brooke anymore.
0: (laughs) I could actually see her probably doing impact. She could probably be a knockout. I I would see them taking her over there.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Uh, Mansua and Massey, Shanky Mansua.
0: I I was like, did they? uh, Are they done touring? Over in India, they're like, well, we, I think we're fine. We don't need him anymore. Pretty much.
1: Dabakato, which was Shane McMahon's prodigy and the fight pit that lasted like two weeks.
0: <laughs> Wasn't he also like
1: Commander with Aziz? Apollo
0: Cruiser against Apollo Cruiser? He something was like his valet,
1: Commander Aziz.
0: That's what it was. Jesus. Father of Achu.
1: <laughs> Bless you. Okay. uh, Yeah, the rest of the names I either can't pronounce or don't care to because it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. Um, At least this one is not as bad. The very first one I'll never forget covering. We were like, ah, we need to record today. And that's the one that I think had, I think Bray was a part of the original one, right? Rusev, no. I think. Jeez, oh, yeah, that was one. Uh, it was, yeah, this one, like I said, uh, to me... Ziggler's like the most shocking, most underrated and underutilized, definitely in Shelton Benjamin. I really think that Ali had a lot of potential. Maybe not maybe even a cruiserweight kind of division. Shit. Maybe he'll go over to New Japan and maybe do some work in the junior division. There and you I'm, go. You know, that, that's a possibility for him as because, I mean, you got Leo Rush and everybody over there. I wouldn't see why Ali couldn't fit in over there. Uh, Riddle, I don't give a fuck. I really, I've never really cared for a man ever. I've never, they, besides the fight pit matches, I can't name you a Riddle match, other than the one that Roderick Strong turned on him so he could, uh, or no, no, he turned on uh, uh, what's his name, Butch. I, how did I lose Pete Dunne's name? No, you've yeah, turned that's on right. Pete Dunn yeah,
1: at NXT, minus the name, but that's okay. So, did you see that uh, MJF commented on the PWI 500 list that he came in at, like, six?
0: Behind uh, El Viking and yeah. his Have tweet. About, it? Yeah, go ahead and read that. That's All a right. good one.
1: So, this is a quote from MJF. They put me at six behind a guy named El Hijo del Vikingo. Can you name me two L.E. Hodel Vikingo matches? No, you can't. I I went on social media the day it got dropped. Everybody was saying that either me or Cody Rhodes, an old running mate of mine, should have been one or two. I believe that they put those three guys up there. Those three guys are very talented, but nobody's on the level of the devil.
0: (laughs) And while I do agree, I was trying to find a way. I was gonna make this uh, bring it to the table. I had a lot of options, man. But I now is the time I'm gonna bring this in. And I gotta say this, he is absolutely the worst AEW champion. He's the what? He real? He is the worst AEW world champion. Even Adam Page had more matches. Had at least some feuds going on all he's doing is really tagging with Cole the whole thing is about being a tag team champion I get the friendship thing but there's no real matches yeah I get you got the Joe one here and there but it he's not it, once you turned him face he didn't need to have the title you need to put it on someone else right now it makes no sense And i I'm, I'm not happy with his fucking title reign
1: Booker of the year man
0: last thing he had decently was let's see the Iron Man match with Danielson and then the fatal four way with the pillars. Mm. And even that was eh, okay. Right. Just saying he hasn't really done much. And now it's just toying around this in the last several months in a tag team thing. And I think at wrestle dream, he's going to be in a tag team fucking title match. That's a dream.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. I mean, I try not to hold it against him because his work is flawless to me. Uh, I
0: think it is too, but then put the fucking world title on someone. Make something happen because everything's boring. Again, somebody's got to put the straw
1: down first. Somebody's got to put the straw down first. (laughs) What else you got? So uh, TKO, again, that's the stock designation for Endeavor, uh, the new joint merger between UFC and WWE. Um, So there's a story uh, that according to the TKO SEC filings, TKO has registered registered all of Vince McMahon's shares for sales. This helped Vince circumvent the lockup period that applies to other TKO, TKO shareholders. Endeavor, Silver Lake. Vince holds approximately twenty eight point eight four million TKO shares, which is valued at about three billion dollars. Jesus. So, what does that mean? Could mean an exit, um, but. You know there is uh, so uh, the TKO SEC filing. There's a quote from that it says, Commands "Membership on our board could expose us to negative publicity and/or ha- have other adverse financial and operational impacts on our business. His membership also may result in additional scrutiny or otherwise exacerbate the other risks described herein. Any of these outcomes could directly or indirectly have adverse financial and operational impacts on our business." End quote that's something interesting. Like, again, I really just don't see Vince just being like, yeah, okay, I'm out of here, pal. But then again, I mean, he is in a position where they could do that to him. So He does have that rap album that's going to be dropping real soon. Yeah, as long as he wears that fucking silk pink bandana.
0: It's funny because I can't remember the meme 100%, but it was like, yo, this motherfucker looks like Walt Disney right now. <laughs>
1: With his mustache. holy crap that's insane oh god you know what and
0: i one thing i did see last week that after we recorded um if i'm not mistaken if you now are an employee of endeavor if they were to go down or whatever as a wrestler you can't work anywhere if i'm not mistaken for like three years And that's what happened with WCW, if you remember. That's why uh, Hogan, uh, certain guys, all those guys who were paid, they didn't show up until nearly a full year after WCW closed. Having a lot to do with that, apparently. Jesus. Three years. I think it was like two to three years if I'm not mistaken could have been just even one year but the whole pack the whole thing is it's not the 90 days that we're seeing in most clauses this is going to be different yikes yeah a tough break so maybe count yourself lucky if you are being released right now
1: no shit right fuck so we talked about this last week it was about Jade Cargill's uh, potential uh, you know what What the plan was for her at uh, WWE <clears throat> and my whole thing was <clears to throat> as the- right that, yeah, you were right. You were right. It definitely seems like she's uh They're already working on main roster plans for uh, to get a massive push. Um, I did see they did put a copyright on the name Jada Parker, so get used to saying that name because that's likely what you're going to get.
0: Did you see the picture of her in the performance center? Just straight black hair, very short. Short,
1: Yeah, it's like Tina Turner like, on a bad day. Has she
0: been wearing. <laughs> I was like, has she been wearing? Wigs this whole time exactly probably did she just cut that I don't know probably um yeah I'm excited to see what they do with her and uh, man she again it could show up even as early as Raw tonight while we're recording you know what I mean I'm I'm actually excited to see when it happens
1: yeah I'm not but that's fine I mean I am for the just for the entertainment value but so remember a few years back when SmackDown moved to Fox. It was a big deal, and they had CM Punk and Samoa Joe and <laughs> and Renee Paquette and everybody else that's in AEW on the show. Yeah, the entire
0: AEW <laughs> setup, yeah, which is really funny. Soraya, Soraya, um, that's what and it was. E- yeah,
1: Paige. Yeah, Adam Cole. Adam <laughs> Cole. That's right. It was Paige. Uh, so the,
0: yeah. Well, I was gonna say, and then also you're saying moving to Fox. Let's not forget the. I know we bring it up almost all too often, but let's not forget Kofi Kingston's title loss
1: on the very first SmackDown on Fox. I don't care. I still pop for it. I laugh my ass off. <laughs> You're a dick. All right. Uh, yeah. So the deal is also going to see WWE produce four primetime specials a year to air on the USA sister network NBC. So kind of like your battle of the belt, your grand slams, your shit like that. But...
0: Saturday night's main event yeah. and go back to that rhythm. Oh, yeah. And they did them four times a year with NBC back in the day. There you go. Yeah.
1: That'd oh, be cool. Yeah. Uh, so as part, oh, dare of that, you say,
0: Battle of the Belts? Jesus Christ! I mean, that's those things suck. I don't think the titles even changed hands on a battle. Oh, they did belts.
1: suck. They did suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just giving an example. Um, Fair. So as part of that, uh, Raw NXT might be leaving the USA Network, and Raw could potentially be leaving Monday nights. Uh, It's just a little bit of speculation based on SmackDown moving to USA. But who the fuck knows? It's a new company. They want to make money. That's why they fired a bunch of people. And uh, we'll see what happens. I don't get it, though.
0: You would move your one show to USA just to move another show off of USA? Or another two shows. You want to get rid of NXT? I think that should just be, at this point, right back onto your network. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, have you ever watched any of Stevie Richards' videos, uh, primarily on Twitter or YouTube?
0: Yeah, because, you know, this guy is actually, he is not doing it to make fun of things. He's mm-hmm. doing it because as a man who had a broken neck and has went through uh, a lot of career-threatening injuries, he diagnoses each part of certain things. And, yes, he absolutely did one on this past Wednesday's uh concussion of John Moxley, which we're going to get to in a couple minutes when we get to Dynamite. I can't wait to talk about it. But yes, please bring up Stevie Richards and, uh, well, someone being a bitch. Mm,
1: a bitch. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, a little side note on on Moxley's concussion, uh, Cornette broke it down. Fucking great. Fucking great. Uh, but anyway. Okay. Uh, so Stevie Richards, yeah, he does a video and, dude. Fucking TK and AEW have been blocking it. So you can't go to YouTube. You can't go to Twitter and find the links disabled. The video is no longer posted. They fucking are just going after him. And a little side note to the AEW botches page. Somebody doxed the guy that does it. Like apparently like published his address and pictures of his family. And so oh, the dude's fucking done. But he posted a picture of an injury from early in AEW. Uh, And he says, so next time, you know, when somebody finally does get hurt, remember this fucking post. So, but yeah, so yeah, they just completely blocked him. And listen, here's the thing, man. The whole fucking thing deserves to be criticized, rightfully so, by somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about. And your response is no. And
0: so you're going to leave it to us, the rest of, now. I'm not just talking about the podcast, I'm talking about... Every fan out there to criticize and break it apart. Because let me tell you what I saw firsthand. Fuck it. We're going to go to this part of Dynamite. Let's just talk about this guy's concussion. First of all, I thought it was kind of very funny because he just got done talking about how he has like a very old man arthritic 70 body. year old arthritis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when he was knocked out, I go, Oh my God, he's walking around like one right now, too. Holy shit. <laughs> um, and it's funny how everybody's like, a lot of people, here's the part of the criticizing. People were like, Phoenix is the one that did it to him. Nope. Nope. Happened long before Phoenix. This Everybody thought that the, the ending, him landing on his head, is what gave him a concussion. I'm like, he was concussed before the bell fucking rang. Before the match even got started. When Phoenix met him outside, pff, that's when he got concussed. Really early on. And... If you don't have a Stevie Richards video like that and you have people who are just taking a guess, you got people who are blaming Phoenix for the wrong reason. Does that make sense?
1: Uh, No, yeah, it makes sense. I didn't see that part, so I'm not familiar with it. I didn't get a chance to see Stevie Richards video because fucking it got taken down. Um, Right. My thing is, is, all right, it it, it happened. One, uh, you exposed why you need competent referees who know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, my God. It's the dead guy. Yeah, it's the dead guy. Yeah, the corpse. The corpse referee, yeah. as Kardec calls him. Uh, yeah, so you've got that. And then, I mean, the one thing I will blame Phoenix about, unless there's a good reason he fucking did it, unless Moxley's a moron and told him to do it, is he hit him with another fucking pile driver right after that. Hmm.
0: Well, okay. So let's talk about this. Moxley was concussed very early in this match and still moved on with it. You said the whole thing needs to be criticized. Uh, even Tony and I'm backstage. You know what I mean? Like you should have known just by, I knew by watching the match, I was like, (laughs) he's out of it. He's not there. And I think that match went another fucking seven or eight minutes and Phoenix should have caught it. Now, I don't know if this title was actually supposed to change hands or not. I've heard rumors that it was done on the fly, but why would you have done it on the fly? For a concussion, you'll be back in a week or two.
1: Uh, uh, I don't know. It's a good call. So then, he was, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, man. He was, he was pretty pissed at Knox afterwards.
0: That <clears throat> is what made me laugh because he clearly didn't even move. He looked dead on the ground. One, two, and Knox points at the shoulders, and if you hear it, you can hear it. No problem. Moxie goes fuck you. (laughs) It was the first thing out of his mouth. Fuck you. And I was like, yeah, dude. I'm like this. It was very reminiscent of the time that pack broke his fucking ankle and Chris Jericho pushed the referee. He's like, he's fucking hurt. Are you like, why are you not paying attention to this? Knox? Why were you not paying attention? I don't work for your company. I wasn't even as close to Moxley as, as you are. I saw he was concussed.
1: Yeah man. Uh did what is what the, what is the one thing we said about this match before when we found out it was happening?
0: Someone's going to die. So
1: somebody's going to die.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's oops. Maybe they are listening to our show. They're like, "Oh, let's kill someone tonight." <sighs> it's uh it's unfortunate. It is scary. And then you have you know, there's there's a picture I saw of, like, people who were all, like, right near his trailer trying to check on him and whatnot. Um, did you see the video of him sitting in the ring with a, like, I would assume a doctor, while the lights are out and they're doing a promo package for whatever's coming up? Um, it was always a Samoa Joe backstage promo and then leading into whatever promo it was. He sat in that ring for, like, a good four fucking minutes. And... You know, usually roll right out when it goes dark so you could get on to everything there. He sat there for a very long time. So wow. he might be seriously like injured, yeah. which is crazy because didn't he kind of injure Hangnail that way too? Didn't he get a really bad concussion in their match?
1: Hard to keep track at this point.
0: <laughs> I feel concussed talking about their concussions. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, concussions, Jake Hager... Is done with uh, Bellator. Said he was getting jerked off.
1: Let me get this straight. You're a jerk off. off.
0: I'm a jerk off. He's a jerk off. Oh, it's Jack off. Um, No, yeah, that's what he said is that he is retiring from MMA and he was just getting jerked off by them there. And I would assume probably, you know, I mean, shit, when's his last fight pre-pandemic?
1: I was going to say, I thought so. Yeah, I thought it's been a fucking long time.
0: So probably why he's getting, you know, nothing there. So, but he, he does get to work on Dynamite and has a purple hat. That's cool. Um, but let's talk about Dynamite for a moment here. Uh, not necessarily the show itself just yet, but let's talk about Grand Slam. Let's talk about 2021's Grand Slam. That night we had the 30 minute uh, time limit draw classic of Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson. Yeah. When you looked at Arthur Ash that night, you're like, I need to be in that fucking arena. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. The crowd was hot. But not necessarily like a Hammerstein ballroom, but when you're like looking at that kind of place, you're like, that's an epic look how it goes straight up. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have like your normal arena feel. It's a different kind of setup and it's cool. So when it's filled with twenty thousand one hundred and seventy-seven people in twenty twenty one. Man, that's it made it look awesome. Now, last year, their big draw was the acclaimed winning the Tag Team Championship from Swirly. Two weeks late. Which, exactly. I was just going to say where they should have done it at the pay-per-view, but, you know, whatever. At least it gave Arthur Ashe a a good pop. Now, that year, last year, they drew 7,000 less fans. They only had 13,000. This year... 11,000 people showed up to Arthur Ashe, just a touch around half of the first one. And holy shit, did it show. It was, it looked bare. I was like, this looks like every other arena. This looks like it's a fucking Blue Cross arena in Rochester right now. That's what it felt like to me. I was like, this is nothing.
1: Yeah. I I, I mean, really, are you that surprised? You know, all that's left are the fucking hardcore marks.
0: I mean, I we st- we only do it for you, all right? We 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 watch this shit for you people, okay? And by you people, I mean our listeners. That's why we have to still watch it. We're not hardcore marks. It's really bad, <laughs> but no, man, eleven thousand, and apparently, uh, they only had seven thousand done. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, six thousand done. The week before the right. show had even aired. I was like, oh my God.
1: They scrambled. It's, they they
0: really scrambled. It was not good, man. So it, and it, again, it showed on camera what Arthur Ashe looked like. Um, it, It's funny because this Sunday we have a pay-per-view because again, we're going to get one a month, not only from WWE, but now AEW. Yay. Um, But Tony Khan is claiming that this Sunday he's going to be ushering in a new era I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna be an on-screen like GM or some shit. I don't know what it is that he's talking about. I mean, it's the Wrestle Dream pay-per-view. I mean unless you're gonna bring someone in that is so absolutely massive or you completely change the company or you say, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going into rehab I don't know what <laughs> new era is. Maybe that is out. the new
1: era. <laughs> I'd <laughs> welcome that new era. How great, Thanks, huh? John, I'm
0: gonna try booking sober.
1: <laughs> how how great would this be? I don't expect this to happen. I am not predicting this to happen. I don't think it'll ever happen. But just imagine the laugh. <laughs> if he's like, ladies and gentlemen, CM Punk <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I hope I do and don't hope of that. Um, It's funny because you and I were going back and forth talking about all this shit, and I go, man, I go, it's looking like WCW and TNA all wrapped in one when it comes to AEW. And your response, and I had to put it in the news, I thought it was really funny, you go, man, I wonder what the final blow for AEW will be. Probably blow.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs>
0: I laughed really hard to myself, probably like how you did in your backyard. But hey, man, TK, just keep dancing with Daniel Garcia, doing his dance. There you go. Everything will be fine. Jesus don't worry about anything. You know, did was... you happen to hear that uh, that on Monday, the match between Tommaso Ciampa and Giovanni or whatever the fuck his name is—I don't even know—apparently is absolutely the least. Watched wrestling match in Raw history.
2: Woo! Wow!
0: What was the NFL game? I don't even know.
1: So that would have been. Wasn't, oh yeah, dude, that's a good question. I think it I was watching. Everybody, too.
0: <laughs> to, I mean, to be the least amount of all time. I mean, yes. that means a bastard booger match did better than this. Yep. Doink the fucking clown. A great Kali match. The K-Fed match against John Cena. All of this shit better than anything with Tommaso Ciampa here. Poor guy.
1: Yeah, I kind of wish they would have released Ciampa so he could have done something somewhere else.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the ship has kind of sailed for him and Gargano, kind of over them. Oh, yeah. I think everything kind of went way over them. Way over them. Yeah. Everything went to shit with the uh, as soon as NXT went down. You
1: couldn't top. You couldn't top Champa's return where he came out to know music and the fans were just the fans were just booing the shit out of him. Yeah, you can't ever Saying top fuck that. Fuck you. Yeah, nah.
0: One of my favorite matches, actually not too long, I think before that was at NXT Takeover Chicago, and it was, I uh, Pete Dunne. Defeating Tyler Bate for the NXT UK Championship. Or what was just the UK championship at the yeah. time. And that would have been that was their second match. Because they did it in the UK Finals. That was their match where Pete Dunne got the win. And they had their well quote unquote rubber match this past Tuesday on NXT for the it's part of their Heritage Cup that they're doing. And Butch, obviously not Pete Dunne defeated tyler Bate, so and uh, it was a pretty good hard-hitting match exactly what you've seen from them but the fact that it was on nxt tv it was kind of rushed together if you will because you had so much other crap to put on there
1: right yeah it's uh it's a nitro match as i'd like to say
0: thank you yeah good call let's talk about arthur ash i know we kind of already brought it up so mjf He did the same thing that he did to CM Punk, if anybody remembers that, where he takes the tape off and chokes you out with the tape wrapped around your throat. Uh, But it looks like he's doing just a headlock. Had multiple issues with a lot of this match, but uh, first is the fact that MJF came out with a jacket that had every New York team on it. He had Yankees, Mets, Jets, Giants, Bills. Uh, And it's funny because the announcers... We're talking about it, and Taz goes, well, I mean, but Buffalo's really the only one out of those football teams that are actually a New York team.
1: Shout out to you, Taz.
0: <clears throat> Thank you. And then they go, it was funny. They go, oh, now to Justin Roberts to the ring. He goes, well, wait, no, I want to talk about this. Taz was still fucking heated. And wanted well, to be like, no, 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 Buffalo.
1: Hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Which I loved it. Uh, but so there is a wrath a bump. And the guy that's that looks a little bit like the death ref was out hurt for a moment, right? And they go, oh, we have a medical staff member taking a look at him to see if he's okay. He did a pretty good flop out of the ring. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was well done. The fucking sh- the camera work. God damn it. That's something besides people blading themselves, how you expose stupid shit. There is a. I, I took a picture of it and I, I have to send it to you, but you just got to see it, man. The, the ref is down looking at his knee, and the medical staff member is looking up at the ring, being like, and now, now. now's the time you're going to go back in. Horrible. So, first thing I saw, it just caught my eye. It was so. I, I was already sour from that. But then, right before this. Adam Cole does the most useless jump off of a ramp since <laughs> CM Punk breaks his fucking ankle, and or his foot, and then this one goes and tries to do the same thing, not in a crowd, but except just down the what is looking like it was about a good eight to ten foot drop, and lands on his foot wrong, maybe maybe five to seven, whatever. Yeah, Either way, it was enough. It was. Uh, it was enough that this dude. Enough. Rolled his ankle pretty hard. As soon as he landed, I didn't even need to see him limp yet. As soon as he landed, I go, <laughs> he broke his fucking leg. <laughs> I mean, the guy's already a twig anyway, but oh, God. It, in a useless spot, I don't think he even did anything for the match. I mean, maybe halfway for a second, but it would have been fine if he didn't do it and MJF just cheated that way. And, you know. Another thing that did bother me and Bully Ray and Mark Henry fucking tore it apart and busted open, and it makes sense. You're gonna disqualify Max for using the ring, the uh, dynamite diamond ring, but you let Samoa Joe set up a table directly in front of you and slam MJF through it, mm-hmm. like a urnagi slam, and that was fine. Yeah, we have no issue with that
1: because AEW,
0: AEW booking beautiful. Alright, what were your thoughts on all of that match?
1: Uh, the only thing that I really cared about was Cole rolling his ankle. First of all, why do you got a stupid ramp like that? And if you do, why would you take the chance of just jumping off that fucking thing? You know what I mean? I mean, if you didn't
0: want the ref to see you...
1: Yeah, yeah that was the only thing. Find so, another
0: way in. Come in through the crowd. Yeah. You had a lot of open spots you could have walked through where there weren't fans.
1: Could have come in <laughs> along the side of the ramp and hopped the barricade. Problem solved.
0: Thank you. Uh, Soraya defeated Tony Storm, which pissed me off because yup. I really wanted Tony to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tony grabs Soraya and kisses her right in the middle of the ring. And I was like, yo, stupid, you know how many people you just kissed here at the party? <laughs> Xavier Woods. Woods, for sure. <laughs> 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 Mad Braddock, as he likes yeah. to call himself now. Oh, my God. And a bunch of skateboarders. Who else knows? Oh, man. Yeah, bit, it's or Bunny Rio." I did say that, uh, Oh, there's that one too, Olay. There was, you know, I also remember that uh, it, as soon as she won the AEW title, I forgot to mention it. Someone cropped in the AEW Women's Championship in the same photo that has <laughs> her with the NXT title. I was like, <laughs> oh uh, shit! It, the opener, I was incorrect. You know, you called it. You said it was going to open Kingston, close MJF uh, and, and Joe, and. Eddie Kingston defeats Claudio for the Ring of Honor Championship. Good pop. Uh, It it was every match that I thought it would be between the two. And if you didn't know this, man, go to AEW's YouTube channel. I will give them a little credit on this. There is an hour and a half video that they put together, and it's their old matches in, like, Ring of Honor and shit, and their heated rivalry. and, And even back then, I fucking hate you. You're a scumbag. I love him. I love Kingston. Good for him. Uh, he's now your double champ, and he's going to be defending his championship this Sunday already. But I did see he pulled out of some indie shows. I'm not sure if you caught that. Um, I did not see He said that, that now that he is a double champ for AEW as well as for New Japan, he had to pull out of some indie events because of his lower back issues. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't take on extra you know, pain and stuff like that at this time. He goes, but I'll make it up. I saw one of the promoters had posted about it, so... But not to be a dick, I mean, you got 50 people coming to your show or you got, you know, yeah. him on TV, you know. Not 50, not to mock the place, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, probably 50. the same point, right now he's a he's a Ring of Honor champion. Um, we obviously already talked about Ray Phoenix concussing John Moxley, dropped on his heed. Uh, not once, but twice, like you said. So that was, the, you know, one thing I didn't mention. So he looks up at Knox and goes, fuck you. You had to go back, I guess, and do it again because what's uh, things can do just go ah, let me do another cover, and then right. it just happened. I mean, you happen to Actually, get it, it that probably time. would have been better if maybe just had a better grip this time. I don't know, whatever. Um, a <clears throat> lot of cool throwbacks to Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Uh, they even did little throwbacks to their own personal uh, time together in AEW, but. Guevara's tights are very reminiscent to Chris Jericho's WrestleMania 19 uh, against or his uh, gear against Shawn Michaels. And in the end of it, they do the same fucking ending where Guevara now kicks Jericho in the dick and he does that slow roll down your body thing. I'm like, Jericho, that is his go-to. you know? Like I feel like he's done that like 10 times now, like one with Kevin Owens, uh, all those guys. Right. I think even when MJF did it to him. Um, but now Guevara ends up siding with Don Callis, which you kind of half called. You said everybody in the Jericho Appreciation Society would join up with Callis, but at least it's partially it. Um, and now as you know, Jericho was getting his ass kicked on Rampage, the second part of Arthur Ashe, Kenny Omega comes to his aid, which cool. Old time. I, I actually called this for Forbidden Door, or not Forbidden Door, what was it, uh, All In. I said it should be uh, Jericho and Omega versus Takashka and whoever. So, a couple other fun things that happened on Rampage. You said they wanted, they're going to have to get some trios championships, but you didn't specify which company. The Young Bucks and Hangnail are now your Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions. Jesus Christ. You know what's funny? Get your shit in order. You have you own both companies. One's a six-man, one's a trios. Just saying. Huh. But here's another thing with this. Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony had held those championships, I think, since December, on my birthday. You remember the one that Nightwing... I uh, uh-huh. <laughs> spoiled the ending of FTR and the Briscoes. Yeah. <laughs> but on that night is when they won the six man cha- tag team championships. You've been now doing decently stuff, uh, decently okay stuff with Brian Cage. You've been on TV a little bit with on Dynamite, but come on, man, did you three twats really need to take the fucking titles from those guys? Did you for what? A seven thousand plus crowd? Because by the way. Rampage looked worse than Dynamite did. Yeah, because
1: half the crowd leaves because they're not sticking around for another fucking two hours.
0: Did you hear what else they did? Because they they didn't tell people, hey, we're going to be recording Rampage before and after Dynamite. People missed Hook's appearance before Dynamite. The hometown guy, you know, the one that would have gotten you probably the best pop of the fucking night. And it had half of that eleven thousand in there, and I'm not sure what part the the bucks in page one. I think it was in the second half, but still, like you said, no one's gonna stick around. It's funny, man. That's I I told you my story. You know, as soon as uh, the one in Fort Myers, man, dynamite was over, everybody's clearing out. I'm like, ooh, that's my seat right there on the floor. Okay, it's (laughs) everybody leaves. You don't offer good shit, right? Yeah. Now. Santana is now Mike Santana. They actually kept saying Mike Santana, Mike Santana. Um, and after he wins his match against one of the bear guys, like Boulder Bear, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, bear. guys Uh Felipe Ortiz comes out. I'm going to call him that because I like his, he was wearing a uh, like a nice little French hat there. What do you call that hat? A uh, Like a beret? Yeah, he came out wearing a beret. And I was just like, Santana's over here with his, uh, like the Puerto Rican headband. He walks by. They're both looking pissed or whatever. And Santana or Ortiz, is like, you want to talk? And Santana just walks by. And I'm like, Ortiz, you know, still wearing that hat. I think Santana's like, I don't want to talk to you when you're wearing that. It's just weird. It's just random.
1: Strange. I didn't like it. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't see it. Yeah.
0: At least they're bringing a real life feud to TV. I mean, shit. You're not doing it with Punk and Jungle Boy. Oh my God, that's the new era. Jungle Boy is going to come back. It's going to be the new... It's going to be... Oh my God. He's going to start calling himself Luke
1: Perry Jr. Call failure daddy now. Tell me what I'm telling lies. I, I Yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing. It's fucking TK. It could be yeah. nothing. It could be literally nothing. could just be a euphemism.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a huge announcement next week that will be a huge announcement. And when you get there, I'm going to tell you that the announcement is huge Mm -hmm. and that it's basically something I've already said two weeks ago. Um, Just a couple things to follow up. Impact, they did have that 1,000th episode last week, and on 1,001, it was kind of the fallout where they had a mega uh, women's tag team match with past and present knockouts. But they also... Revealed the feaster fired uh, briefcases and Moose is now in line for a world title shot, which I think he's been a world title contender before held the championship. So I was like, uh, I- he's
1: been in the world title picture since like pre pandemic.
0: Thank you. That's exactly what I thought. Oh, that's right because he was the one that he was starting to uh, call shots on all the guys in the other company, when, right? Uh, in a, in a pandemic crowd where it was just dead he was just i'm like well yeah you had 50 (laughs) tries to get that one right um but they did set up a couple of matches for bound for glory alex shelley is going to be defending his impact world championship against the guy who never lost it josh alexander and the one that is probably the one that we know is going to steal the show but the one i'm excited to see will osprey taking on mike bailey speedball mike bailey so that's going to be just outstanding and on SmackDown, Solo Sokoa attacks AJ Styles. And, you know, coming up for Fast Lane, it's looking like John Cena is going to need a partner against Jim Uso and Solo Sokoa. Who you call him, because I think I know who it's going to be.
1: Oh boy. Uh...
0: Push him right. I'll just tell you right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that that wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad. I almost feel like it's going to be fucking AJ Styles.
0: Well, no, he's injured. That's the whole point. Not real life, but their sure. storyline. Unless they do that, yeah, that's yeah, that that is a WWE thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um depends on, you know, who's there and who gets released or not. And in a Texas Deathmatch our 19th since uh out of the beginning of this year. Yeah, pretty much. Brian Danielson defeats Ricky Starks did you see the video oh God that's kind of gone viral so Ricky Starks sets up Brian Danielson's leg right up against the post <laughs> and goes to hit it with a chair and just completely misses Whiffs. I mean doesn't even connect with his leg Whiffs. at all can I can
1: I make a quick comparison real quick real quick we're gonna talk about it later in the wars there's a spot where you put somebody's leg on top of one of the steel steps you take the other one you bring it down and you tilt it slightly so like the left corner of the stair hits the but it still looks like you're making contact. That way you get the noise, the vibration, you know, and, and, it, and it works. It kind of works that way with a post, unless you fucking completely. The bottom of the chair was above Danielson's leg. Correct. Which was fucking
0: hysterical already. But then someone yells out, that was fake. <laughs> and Ricky Starks, pretty quick, goes, so are your wife's orgasms. Good for you, Ricky. You just, you got a lot of respect out of me from that one. That was a really quick one. You know, like it's sometimes when people do interact just quick enough w- with the crowd. Like one of my favorite ones is someone go back to Toronto I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot. That's it's a very, you know, popular one. This one, very big fan of.
1: Very good one. Very good one. Hey, just a, just a quick fantasy booking uh, interpromotional match. LA Knight versus Ricky Starks. Jesus, dude. I mean, you know what I'm thinking, though? I bet you
0: AEW, or not AEW, I'm sorry. WWE picks up Starks at some point. They're going to see that, I, doubt it. I mean, And I don't give a fuck what Kevin Nash says. Oh, people are a ripoff of this person, that person. He cannot yeah. stop hating He's, on LA Knight. This dude has got yeah. a hard on for hating this guy. Definitely. That being said. It fucking Starks is a goddamn complete knockoff of The Rock. If you really want to get down to it, but I think he's a bigger knockoff. Like yeah,
1: hundred percent, hundred percent.
0: But I think WWE picks him up at some point.
1: I wouldn't doubt it. You know he's Taker's boy.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Yep, he's Taker's and he, boy. No,
0: I mean he did show up at uh, WrestleMania mm-hmm. this year for Cody, right? Cody, yeah.
1: So I, I, I think you're right, man. I think you're gonna nail that one. Not long.
0: So are your mom's orgasms. Good for you. (laughs) Let's talk about this Sunday. It is a wrestle dream. It is the... uh, I think it's the anniversary of Antonio Inoki's death, and that's why he chose to do it on October 1st, because TK's got to capitalize on any little thing he can. Motherfucker never even met him. (laughs) I know, right? He came in the shop. I'm telling you, it was him. Anyway, (laughs) so you got... The dream match that we were supposed to get last year, but we're finally getting now, Zack Sabre Jr. against Brian Danielson. Hopefully, Danielson's healthy enough and can do this match. And he did take that really, really hard chair shot. Um, the match that we've all been waiting for, Swerve Strickland versus Hangnail. I hope Swerve just murders the shit out of him and wins a match. Agreed. That's the best case scenario. The trilogy will come to an end between FTR and Aussie Open. Their first couple, I think, was one at RevPro. The other one was in New Japan. This is their third and maybe final one. Newly won Ring of Honor champion, uh, Eddie Kingston, defending that title against Katsuyori Shibata, who is your TV champion. No.
1: Pure? is he? Or, no, pure. TV.
0: He is yeah. your Ring of Honor pure champion. I can't even fucking keep up with the yeah, amount I know, of titles right? they have. Uh, it's a wrestle dream, by the way, and Samoa Joe is not on this card. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> For the 19th time, we're getting Darby Allen versus Christian Cage. And don't worry, we're going to make it a two out of three falls in case you felt like you haven't gotten enough of these two guys being uh, together. It's funny because Christian finally is the champion because he won the triple threat match against uh, Darby and Luchasaurus on collision. But it's funny, I'm like, eh, he's right. been the champion the whole time. That was really stupid. But Pretty much, but yeah,
1: now we just made it official.
0: Uh, Chris Statlander defends the TBS championship against Julia Hart. I, I I don't think anything's really going to be changing hands tonight, so I think on that I would definitely say it's going to be the TBS championship. I think Julia Hart maybe wins it. Just... Maybe? I don't know. Nah. Well, the triple threat... Uh, not triple threat, I'm sorry, the six-man match of Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, and Clunky Ibushi will be taking on Sammy <laughs> Guevara, <laughs> Kanosuke Tateska, and Will Ospreay. And... I don't know if this match is going to happen or not, because especially since the dude broke his ankle, uh, yeah. and I don't think he really did, but MJF and Adam Cole possibly supposed to be taking on The Righteous at some point, who are your tag title number one contenders for Ring of Honor. Please give it to The Righteous. Get it off Cole and MJF. I yeah, didn't even you... want it to happen at all in, and you're still you're still letting it happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. And I then they're...
0: And then there's a four-way tag team champion. or I'm sorry, four-way number one contendership uh, tag team match, which is going to have the Young Bucks, because they can't get enough, uh, versus the Lucha Brothers, versus the Guns, versus Orange Hook. Let's just go to the table.
2: Just bring it, bitch!
0: If you couldn't tell by my excitement, I do not think I'll be watching Wrestle
1: Dream. <laughs> I think we can pass on this one.
0: Yeah. So, I do have something I want to bring up that I thought was really, really cool. Uh, I'm not sure if you've actually heard or seen the uh, the story about the band, Seven Wonders, from Rochester. They got in that really bad car accident yeah. um, heading to Syracuse and left one girl pretty goddamn paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is... Uh, Uh, A guy that I know His name is Matt Stevens Uh, He was pinned under the The car Was actually able to Free himself out Wore a neck brace To gigs for like The last month Um, But this happened About nine weeks ago And her name is Katie Eberts And she um, Was like I think paralyzed Like chest down She was able to move Her arms at some point Stir down I think is what they said Yeah Yep And This past Friday Finally actually moved her legs So Yep all extremities are, are working, which is great. And then this past Saturday, they had, at the convention center, the concert for Katie, mm-hmm. which, you know, big benefit, which was awesome. She got on stage and actually played some uh, piano, which was really, really cool to see. And fucking Mick Foley puts out a video tweet about the whole thing. I he says, know. I am going to be coming to Rochester in uh, November. And, yeah, you
1: know, there's, there's a there's show, a actually. Rochester might, Nate. might be going to that.
0: Nice and he said uh, there's a rochester native that really needs all your love and support and today is the day uh did a whole video about it and i was like yo the guy's classy i like him i, I like him full. great. you know what i mean i'm like yeah it, yeah just like he just of all like the the guys i mean he, that are from the attitude era he was one of the biggest names and he's like the most humble chillest dude is from what you can see you know what i mean and the guy spent an entire year wearing Christmas pajamas because he just wanted to. You know, it's just <laughs> good for him. But the yeah. video was really, really cool. Um, Gloria Estefan, I guess her people donated to it. It, it was. Uh, yeah, oh, it was, shit.
1: Yeah, it, she's got experience. Like, made precious, that's right. Yeah.
0: Uh, in Syracuse. Yeah.
1: Oh, was that in Syracuse? Which was.
0: Yeah. And not too far from this fucking uh, crash.
1: Huh. Syracuse. Get your shit yeah. together.
0: Fucking I-90. Um, but, yeah, uh, good to see her uh, get up on stage and everything. It was cool. But uh, I just thought I had to bring up the Mick Foley thing. I thought that was just kind of a cool moment. My wife was like, yo, Mick Foley even has a video on this. I was like, god damn, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, Mick Foley, I've heard him on the radio before, like, promoting later shows when he's in town or whatever. And uh, he always talks about he's got to get some Zweigels when he's in town. So that sounds about on brand nice. for Mick. So that's nice. But, yeah, uh, my wife and I, Jake and I, saw uh, Seven Wonders. Uh, once before, I think uh, a couple of years ago at the Lilac Festival, man, they were fucking fantastic. Which is a uh, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac tribute band. band. Yeah, and man, they've got the perfect Stevie Nicks up front. She's perfect, and Katie, I believe, is, is uh, the that, keyboardist.
0: Yep she's a keyboardist. Um, the the girl up front is, uh, God, oh man, it's going to bother me. Uh, Tegan Tegan Ward uh, used uh, to be a part uh, of
1: uh, Tegan, and, Tegan the and the Tweeds. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. I think she still does some solo stuff. But, uh, yeah, yeah, very familiar. My kid is in Rock Academy. It's kind of like a School of Rock thing. Uh, a lot yep. of them are all showing support. We're wearing T-shirts during their last show. So, yeah, uh, definitely good news to see her up and moving. As cool as she got to play.
0: Yeah. What do you got today, my man?
1: Well, I didn't see it on the show, but I saw it on the X. I guess we're not supposed to say Twitter anymore. We say X. Saw it on the X. Are you serious? I didn't know that. Yeah. You didn't like, it was like a month ago, two months ago. Like, cause Elon bought Twitter. He changed it to X. Do I look like I use Twitter? No, definitely not. How do you think? I up? Yo, there?
0: my phone barely functions for us to have this goddamn <laughs> <Right>. call. <laughs> so no, I did not see, or I didn't, I did not know this was on the X or whatever, but yes. Okay. What did you see?
1: So I know you, you might call me hypocritical. Cause I wasn't like super crazy about, uh, MJF doing the Steiner math thing, because it was just kind of just like, all right, you're just saying the same thing. Yeah, the original is about Joe. That's really about all that matters. Um, but I saw a side-by-side. Remember the old Bret Hart commercial? Like, Bret! <laughs> <laughs> so MJF does I a parody. I wanted to be that kid, whatever. <laughs> I know. Right? MJF uh, did a parody, and uh, they line them up, and it's it's pretty shot for shot. They did a good job. But you remember, Bret walks back, and he gives him the glasses, and he whispers something to him. He walks away, so MJF does the same thing. But the kid looks up at his dad. And he goes, "Dad, am I adopted?"
0: It was <laughs> the best turn. I wasn't expecting that one, and it's funny because the original one, after he walks away, he goes, "Thanks, Brad." That- <laughs> and it's or not. no. go get him, go champ! Go get him, champ! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's and it's funny because yeah, he gives him the glasses. This one gives him the fucking scarf. It was awesome. I, I it was as it was soon great. as. I'm saying the very moment when he goes, Max, I immediately just busted out laughing. I go, okay, he's probably going to retain now because of this thing alone. All right, this is cool.
1: There was another tweet I saw from MJF. It was a picture of like a fan. And he said, you know, I met this really cool fan who was disabled today at a fan fest. And I never thought I'd give away an article for free an article and a signature for free, you know, something like this, like, you know, go get them champ. And, like real positive words. And then at the end, he's like, but all seriousness, I'm going ha- to need my $50 in cash ASAP.
0: <laughs> the, was, there's another one. Great. I sent you a, a guy got a, a signature from MJF tattooed <laughs> and MJF goes, yeah, it's cool and all, but like, that's my, I've done a million of these and I don't give a fuck signature.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't even get the full signature.
0: Oh my God, it's so good. He, uh, like I said, all right, look at He is a face, okay? You're going to call him a whatever, tweeny face, whatever. I'm not sure what you want to call him right now. He still has heel antics, but he's a face. I just don't think he needs to have the, the championship right now. I think Joe yeah. would have benefited a little more from it at the time. Um, but look at Joe. That man knows where a camera is at at all times. Right before you go to do a diving senton, senton. or whatever you want to call senton, it. Yeah. Flipping off the camera that you're dead on with. Phenomenal work, Great Joe. Great picture. Oh, so good. His, I'm telling you, man, It. they missed the opportunity of, I think, giving him the championship. Yeah,
1: because... I, I mean, really
0: think they should have did it at All Out. When that whole thing went down, you shouldn't have ended with uh, Mox and... Orange Cassidy, I think, to shock the fans, thank them, and say sorry for the whole fucking punk thing. Here's a world title match, and Joe takes the championship. Crowd would have lost their goddamn minds, and we may have called that one of the better pay-per-views of all time. But instead, they ended with Pockets and Mr.
1: uh, Arthritic Concussed. (laughs) Yeah, they... um... Yeah, I agree. Because here's the thing, you know MJF as a heel holding that title would have been great, and you could have put a baby face over him because ultimately that's what you're looking to do. Uh, But now you got MJF as a baby face. Fine, keep him with Cole and Hemby tag team championship, tag team champions. Let a heel Joe have the title, be menacing, put people down, let him have fucking title matches on TV every week, and just put people down. And then you find the guy to take the title from him.
0: So now let me ask you this question, since we're Really straying from the top topic here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me ask you this question. We're not top topic. I'm sorry to bring it to the table. But either. All right. Okay. You don't give it to Joe. Okay. Who the fuck do you give this championship to? Exactly. Because I'm looking around. I'm like, you didn't make a star out of anybody. Way too early to go. Okay. He's heel. Bam. Here you go. Sammy Guevara. That's out. No way you're giving it to Jericho. Omega, it's not fitting in his storyline plans anytime soon from what we're seeing. Moxley's going to be dying soon. Um, You didn't build up Penta enough. You didn't build up Jungle Boy's gone. Even Darby, you're making him have his 19th match against Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. Who could even take a championship right now? And if you're taking it from Max, who is a face, you need a heel. I'll wait. Tell me a heel. <laughs> Probably going to be, oh, my God. Have we had a two-time world champion yet? Well, technically, CL Technically,
1: Punk. Moxley. Moxley, too.
0: Well, oh, okay. It's going to be Adam Page. Be full-blown heel beer Ugh. champion. But let me ask you his question. Who else could you give it to, man? Nobody. You going to give it to Tukashka? gonna? Man. Oh, my God. Maybe they'll just bring in uh, Edge, make him the champion. That's going to be the new era that's being ushered Ooh, in at WrestleDream.
1: There you go. How about Brock Lesnar?
0: fuck it how about Shane Shane McMack oh god well you can't expect AEW to to score every time hopefully this new era will be something that they usher in that is worth seeing something that is worth seeing is one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time let's get to the Monday Night Wars and Breakdown
2: Monday Night
0: Wars you don't have it anymore you don't have it anymore. It's mine. As my middle finger is up, I have a question for you, man. All right. First of all, I had to do that, man. I couldn't find the sound for this week for that, and I—that's—it's a very goddamn iconic ending to a pay-per-view uh, in 1998. There from Breakdown. My my question is this: Can you answer the like why? All right. Why some people choose when they flip you off, they have a finger all the way up in the air, or you do it like McMahon, or if you watch, you, you've seen 8 Mile, I'm sure, Eminem. Yeah, the where it's like halfway up the knuckle. What the fuck is that about? Hey, thank you for doing it right now. I don't get it. Like, It's the middle finger. What the fuck is this? It's like a gang of extra fingers behind the middle finger.
1: First time I saw it was in a We're movie. We're all here
0: to say fuck you.
1: Yeah, and I don't remember what movie it was, but I, I think I primarily go like this nowadays. Jesus. I think I do the knuckles, yeah. Everything's always better with knuckles.
0: Wow. <laughs> Possible name of the title of the show. Let's go on. It is Breakdown,
2: 1998.
0: And now look at last week, I'm going to stand corrected on something. I actually said that they announced this match for uh, a triple threat. For this pay-per-view But they didn't Because the triple threat was happening on Raw Between uh, The Rock Ken Shamrock And Mankind And then Taker and Kane Just put it all to hell They didn't announce shit and that was on me I got a little bit uh, Premature excitement Because it I knew where it was going to lead to For this pay-per-view Let me ask you is this your first time watching Breakdown nineteen
1: ninety eight? I've seen uh, parts recaps the match of the two main matches, but the whole pay per view okay. no, I don't. I've never seen the whole pay per view.
0: I'm a pretty big fan of it. I think it opens pretty strong. I think there are some great solid matches, a couple of hidden gems, and uh, obviously an iconic main event because you know it's something we hadn't seen before. Uh, you you know pun intended. Breakdown. Break it down. What do you got?
1: Yeah, well, I'll say personally that uh, to me this was a bunch of Nitro matches with two good matches, personally.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe. Hang on. Maybe I have this feeling towards it because do you ever just like a certain pay-per-view because of where you love the fucking Kofi Kingston Brock Lesnar thing because you were there with a bunch of people and you called it, you know? It was just fun. Maybe I like this well there's that maybe this one just has a different feel because i it was the one and only time i went to uh my one buddy Emery's house the one that came over to watch SummerSlam, and i bet the vhs tape uh i went over to his house ahead of time and or not ahead of time i'm sorry to watch pay-per-view and i don't know just the the hype in the room everybody all excited for a lot of these matches and shit maybe i i over like it i thought that like i said the Opener it was fucking solid. You didn't even know you were getting the match. But you know, I always do my where was I in history. I do gotta tell you, this is my one and only interaction with backyard wrestling. So, Emory, hey man, next time you did SummerSlam, or we did SummerSlam here tonight. Come over for the next pay-per-view. All right. Emery was living in a uh, trailer park up in in Holly.
1: Well, that and, explains it.
0: <laughs> and he invited some guys over I know did not like me. Okay? Look, at, you ever just have, like, one of those people that you're like, hey, how's it going? You're like, get the fuck away from me. I'll punch you in the face. Those stupid guys that were getting beaten at home and they just decided to take it out on everybody. Bender, that kind of fucking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Bender. 100%. So that's kind of, you know, some of the guys that were there at this thing. And that boy was there, too. And they're like, hey, man, we're all doing backyard wrestling. I looked around at the fucking crew, and I go, I'm going to ref. I think I'm going to ref tonight, guys. <laughs> and I'm like, "Good answer. there may be a ref bump. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: like, I like that. I I was like, there's no fucking way I'm doing wrestling. And I was watching them. They were all taking, you know, metal chair shots like that you see in WWE. At least some of those chairs are a touched touch maybe thinner or gimmicked or however you want to fucking call it sometimes now these guys were taking like ones from the fucking school that you get or like that you get for like graduation parties those real hard ones that you sit on these guys were taking real hard chair shots they were jumping off of a fucking ladder and shit like that i was like it's gonna be a long night it's my one and only time in interaction with backyard wrestling and i'm fair to say i'm i'm okay with that i ref one match and watched the rest
1: I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I can get you uh, an announcing gig for backyard wrestling if you want.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Just throwing it out there. No, thanks. I Just had one experience
0: there. working with Tiger Queen. I don't need another one. <laughs> there you go. I don't need another thing to show them up on.
1: Well, breakdowns. Uh, All right. Hamilton, Ontario, yeah, it Canada. It opens up with... Uh, It's a video package comparing Vince's master plan to Nazis and football. Not an exaggeration.
2: Nope.
1: (laughs) So the first match is Edge versus Owen. Now, I popped when I saw this come up. I was like, wow, this has a lot of potential. It's two Canadians in Canada. Uh, Commentary commentary mentions that uh, Vince added another stipulation to the main event match that if anybody interferes in the Austin match, the match is going to be stopped and Austin will be stripped of the title. And uh, towards the end of the match, a mysterious figure happens to just walk up to the ring, and it's fucking Christian. Yeah, buddy. This to, uh, So Edge gets distracted, rolled up, Owen wins. Uh, Edge chases Christian through the crowd. Um, I pop more for Christian debuting than I did anything else. This match was not as exciting as I thought. I thought it was a bit slow. It's not that they didn't work well together. It's just it, it, the, the billing to me was more exciting than the actual match.
0: I thought that it was a pretty decent technical match between two Canadians. Crowd was into it.
1: Crowd was definitely try into
0: turn it. the volume up next time.
1: Yeah, no, the crowd was definitely into it. I just wasn't. That's all. <laughs> it happens. Uh, next, you get too much versus El Snow and Scorpio. Um, See what I mean, I,
0: like already match number two, fan fucking tastic.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> They show uh, the, the Tron when too uh, too much comes out, and the first shot of their video package. You know how they will put like a video package on the Tron while the music's playing. The first shot is a Fink.
0: Yo, did you just over explain what a video Tron was yes. with, with people's yes. music videos? Well, I met- know like, you know how, and you see up there, and what's funny is that when a guy's coming out, the video has pictures of him too. Have you, it, 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 I'm not sure if you ever noticed that. I will take also, a flight to Oregon just on-
1: to slap you in the face.
0: <laughs> so the first picture is the fink though
1: it's fink yeah I, pff, unless it was a glitch in I the didn't matrix catch that i yeah. will have to go I back and look at that uh Maybe everybody part gets of the, the group all along yeah uh everybody gets heed including scorpio on accident the ref the ref has no idea who the legal man is he counts snow getting pinned scorpio breaks it up he goes for a pin which gets counted and then snow gets the pin fall right after that
0: yeah exactly next i didn't say every match on this thing was fucking stellar and i didn't say this was an all-time five uh pay-per-view i'm just saying it was a pretty decent pay-per-view yeah that's
1: fine stop getting all offensive about it it sucks next week cole backstage with kane and taker uh and cole asks who's gonna get the pin and become the champ and taker just says it ain't your business
0: this is exactly how he said it.
1: Too. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Next you get Mark Merrow versus Draws, which is a raw match. I thought I was watching WCW for a second. Merrow wins with the assist from Jack One.
2: Okay.
1: Next you get okay. Vader on versus Br- Vader versus Bradshaw on a false count anywhere match. Bradshaw, Bradshaw has lost the mustache.
0: <laughs> that, oh my God, it was just like when Tom Tucker, Tom Tucker. lost his mustache. <laughs> Oh, it's uh, I missed you, baby. It's, it's so been so cold, cold without you.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Bradshaw cuts a promo on Vader uh, backstage with Cole prior to him coming out, and Bradshaw says, "You know, somebody ought to tell Vader it's survival of the fittest, not of the fattest."
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he did call himself a fat piece of shit. I mean, I guess everybody else is allowed to. Yeah, oh, well, wait, Bradshaw, he's fun at it too. Oh, I got a joke or two. We're good. <laughs>
1: never... Well. Bradshaw beats the big fat piece of shit. Yep. Next, you get Kevin Kelly and Tom Pritchard backstage with Jason, Sensation. It was a very odd camera angle. It wasn't like they were shooting. Like, I was expecting a run in or something because instead of it just being on the background, it was like a back scenes, a back, you know, behind the scenes shot of it, where you could see beyond the fucking backdrop and everything. I didn't get it, but whatever. Uh, but he does great impressions of The Rock, Road Dog, Jeff Jarrett, and Undertaker.
0: Man, yeah, pandering to the crowd.
1: Absolutely. Next, you get d Lovers vs. Gangrel. Did Tony Khan book this show? Because it feels like a lot of fucking <laughs> random ass matches.
2: <laughs> uh
1: Mark Henry shows up. He says he told everybody on Heat. One out early... of five. Yeah, right. Uh, told everybody on Heat <laughs> earlier before this pay per view that China is his girl. D'Lo distracts the ref. Henry bear hugs and runs Gangrel into the post. Hits the lowdown for the win. Uh, Gangrel spits blood in Henry's face and beats uh, D'Lo down.
0: Sounds like a Tuesday night for me.
1: There you go. So next is one of the aforementioned matches that really stole the show because there wasn't much to steal. It's Mankind versus Shamrock versus The Rock in a triple threat cage match for being the number one contender for the world title. Uh, Fink announces the rules. They throw them up on the screen. I don't know why. It's pretty much straightforward. Winner named after a pinfall submission or when a superstar escapes the cage and both feet touch the ground. Uh, Mankind does the thing that we've called out before in triple threat matches where he kind of just sits there and lets The Rock and Shamrock go at it. And Mankind just sits there. Again, I don't know why they don't do that more often. I agree. Uh, we actually start getting some rocky chance. Uh, Shamrock gets an ab- abdominal stretch on mankind, and then Rock puts it on Shamrock. So you got the three way, and then Rock Rock gets hip tossed off, and then Shamrock the same. Uh, Rock and Mankind start teaming up. Rock eventually turns on them. King called it a short term loan. Um, it's cool that they're teasing. They're kind of teasing the eventuality there between the two of them. Um, rock hits a double people's elbow. This, this match was just good. Um, the, the best part of this was it gets really, it goes really fast towards the end. Shamrock almost escapes, but he grabs a chair, but Foley's able to get it, knocks it out of his hand. It's a DDT on him. He gets heat shots on Shamrock and the rock. He gets to the top of the cage. He starts to bring one leg over the top as he's about to escape, and Rock just rolls over and pins Shamrock for a massive pop. I love that ending. This match was fucking fun as hell. I really don't know what else to say.
0: I love the match, absolutely. Um, And one thing you really didn't uh, mention, and it's okay, Mankind's getting decent pop, Rock over his shit. Shamrock is being heavily booed as oh, if yeah. he was a heel. Mm-hmm. It was Nobody liked him in that fucking place. And I was like, well, he kept his composure because he kind of walked around the cage looking around at the crowd. I'm like, he's going to snap.
2: <laughs> like,
1: Which he does afterwards. Uh, after Mankind and Rock leave, he grabs a chair and he teases hitting commentary and some people in the crowd and he heads to the back. It's also Toron- well, not so Toronto. It's a pretty
0: it's- normal night for Shamrock.
1: Yeah, right. I don't know you. <laughs> Next you get Valvina's versus Dustin. You get a recap including a, a segment of the "Eat Me" promo. You don't actually get to see the acronym, but it's you know it's it's from that. But Val you Venus definitely com-
0: see that dirty bitch go back under the covers.
1: Well, you fucking ruined it. So Valvina's comes. <laughs> Val <laughs> Venus come, Val Venus comes out and he says about your wife Terry. One thing I've been hearing uh, her say a lot lately is, "Here she comes," and Dzam <laughs> that dirty bitch.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> then two of the best lines. King first. That guy gets more tail than a toilet seat.
0: I like that one.
1: And then JR, she's holding that microphone like a I'm sorry folks, I had to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it happens.
1: Valvinus wins, uh and she he has a make out session with Terry in the middle of the ring afterwards.
0: Very hot and heavy, yeah. Oh yeah. That 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 dirty really, bitch. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it's a shame. I can't do the episode
1: name. <laughs> Next we get Jeff Jarrett and Southern Justice versus X Pac and the New Age Outlaws. Dog doesn't do the intro. Outlaws come in from behind the ring. They clear it. Gun gets on them like Two words for you. Uh, the guitar comes out as you'd expect. Gun grabs it from him. He goes to use it, but the ref grabs it. Right where Jeff Jarrett can grab it again, which he does, and uses it on X-Pac on the floor. Uh, but gun hits the famous for the win. Uh, X-Pac selling his eye—they're—they're uh, they're selling it as a splinter broke off and, and nicked his eye. Which I mean, shit. I mean, I ain't really far off from the fucking truth, probably.
0: I, you're saying that you know, selling it as I'm like, I don't know if that was real or not, like because they're, they're going to get it wrong, but I was explaining like, it as huh. such,
1: right? You know. Yeah, definitely could have happened, though. I wouldn't doubt it, because you got to think that's got to happen a lot more often than fucking not. Even if it's fucking balsa wood, you know, things going to fucking splinter, especially when it's going right Agreed. over your heed, So, All right, so here you go. We get our Austin versus Taker versus Kane triple threat world title match. We get a recap of the feud, as expected. Uh, on Heat earlier, uh, McMahon was in the cage as the techs were working on putting it together. And uh, Kane and man, Kane and Undertaker were outside of the cage, and then a ring tech gets in the cage and closes the door. And it's fucking Austin in full fucking fatigues and uh, not fatigues, but in full uh, uh, incognito mode, like the fake beard and everything. Uh, He attacks Taker for a while. Uh, So yeah, next. uh, So Kane comes out first, then Taker. Austin ambushes Taker during the entrance. It was dope because he came out like a... It was like a Darby Allin fucking Tope. Austin just fucking shot yep. out of a cannon and went right after Taker. Um, it, to the point where it actually takes Taker a while to get to the ring and get involved. Um, Taker at one point misses. Austin hits Kane. They get face-to-face. And then Austin shoves Taker into Kane. We get the Stooges at the top of the ramp. Austin attacks Briscoe. Slaughter starts kicking Austin. Austin gets a chair headshot to Kane while the rest distracted. Taker uses the chair on Austin to break up the pin. Taker goes for the pin. Kane pulls him off. Mm -hmm. You had to figure it was going to happen. Taker returns the favor, goes after Kane. Another face-to-face, and Taker sneaks him. Now, we've got a true triple threat. Because Taker and Kane are like, fuck it. You're not getting it. So they just fucking they all go at it. Now at one point Brothers of Destruction do hit a double choke slam and they both fall over Austin. Ref counts 3. Who's the winner? Both the men recover. It's funny cuz they're both
0: leaning on him just enough on each side. I'm like, mm-hmm. you feel each other. Come on, you should both know that someone's pinning on the other side too. At least right. look around. Or the ref says, <laughs> I can't but, count this. Right. So but that's the end of the match. Who's the champion?
1: But it's but it's not the end of the pay per view because there's still some shit going down here. So Fink announces the winner of this match and new World Wrestling Federation champion. And yeah, then Vince, no, we
0: didn't cut out again this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then Vince just comes to the ring. Briscoe snatches the belt from the ref. Vince yells, "Give me that belt!" which is fucking hilarious because he hates that word. That's a good point. Uh yeah, so uh Vince and the Stooges head to the back with the title. Austin attacks Briscoe heads up the ramp. We see Vince running into the limo. Austin beats down the Stooges. Austin makes it to the back. Vince had the limo pulled just maybe, I don't know, fifty yards away, something like that. Not too far, close enough. Mm-hmm. And uh per your your uh your imitation. Intro. Intro. Yeah. Uh you son of a bitch, you don't have it anymore. It's mine. The middle finger and the limo drives off. Uh, listen, I I don't necessarily like the idea of the wonky two people making the pin at the same time, but beyond that, the match was good, uh, and and the finish of the pay-per-view was great. The Elysian suspense, yeah. I want to see what happens next because Austin's got to get his revenge.
0: And how is he going to do it? I wonder if he'll do it in an uh, iconic he's way.
1: He's done it. There's so many historic ways, and I feel like every week for like the next four weeks we're going to see historic mcmahon austin ones because again the cock just fucking spoils it in the fucking thumbnails so i already know what happens yeah there's that you know but i ain't mad at it let's move to raw let's go to raw austin's music hits the place fucking pops uh no it's police followed by vince with the title and the stooges uh mcmahon says next time i guarantee something maybe you'll listen could have done this the easy way austin but we had to do it your way the hard way There will be no rematch, but tonight we'll go ahead and celebrate your career. Shit, I'll call tonight uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin night. Uh, There's another reason for celebration. We're going to crown a new world champion. They're going to get the real title, not this one that Austin made for himself. No, this one's going to go home with me above my fireplace on the mantle in one of my many homes. And slaughter slaughter fucking takes five minutes to put the title around Vince's waist.
0: Yeah, it was worse than watching Hager try to take the... (laughs) <laughs> uh, money in
1: the Bank contract <laughs> offer. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Next, you get Southern Justice versus the New Age Outlaws. Triple H uh, was announced as having an operation on his knee recently. Jarrett slides in the guitar, but Road Dog cuts him off. Gunn's about to set up for a powerbomb to win, and Dog says, fuck that, and just hits the guy with the guitar. Guns like, so they get DQ'd. Guns pissed off. He shoves Road Dog. X-Pac comes in to be a peacemaker. Gun shoves him away, but when he does, he clips that injured eye. Uh, China and Triple H, who's in a wheelchair, come out on the ramp, and Gun just blows right by him. DX
2: is imploding.
1: Yeah, man, I can't wait. Anyway, Cole's backstage. Uh, later, he's eavesdropping into the arguing, which they never really follow up on. So that was kind of a wasted segment. But you hear a bunch of yelling in yep. the background. Uh, next, you get Dan Severin versus Owen. Uh, Severin's playing dead after a pile driver from Owen. This one's tough. This is another one. Like, I I don't know if he really clipped him, and the angle they showed was shitty. Like, I felt like he really couldn't see it. It is.
0: This is a work, I think. Okay. I kind of figured like, this one is definitely a work because the way um, the
1: way that Severn was reacting and talking to the ref because Severn was talking to the ref. I, I can't, I can't feel my arms, can't move my arms. It was definitely hammed up enough. Um, Owen checks on a medical, comes down, they put the brace on the the backboard, the, they're stabilizing the neck, and they put him in the in the ambulance. So it's uh, Owen looking uh, concerned definitely is a ploy on what happened with Austin. Exactly. Yep. So
0: about a year later, almost to the date. I mean you had the uh, SummerSlam, and then the month later, yeah, it was so, yeah, here we are.
1: What if Vince really meant for that to happen? He thought hey. <laughs> Well, you know, you broke two people's necks before, well, now it's his karma that it happens to you. Ah oh, shit, he really broke his neck.
0: Okay. <laughs> what too <That> soon? Ma- <laughs> a couple days. <laughs> yeah, a couple days.
1: Couple days, couple days. <laughs>
0: Next, we get Vader versus Al
1: Snow with Slaughter. I'm sorry. Strike that. Reverse that. Al Snow versus Vader with Slaughter. Basically, Slaughter just trying to get revenge on Al Snow. Snow wins. Gun is seen leaving the arena. He's still in his gear. So he obviously rushed the fuck out of there. Next, we get a six-man, four-corners elimination match. Number one contender for the European title will be the reward. It's Edge versus Draws versus D'Lo versus Mero versus Gangrel versus Jeff Jarrett. Jesus, Gangrel (laughs) eliminated quick by Edge as they've been feuding. Jeff Jarrett and Draws get double counted out. It's down to D'Lo and Edge, but Gangrel and Christian come out and distract Edge. D'Lo hits the lowdown. Christian and Gangrel powder through the crowd. So D'Lo is your number one contender for the European title. Yep. You know, I hate this stuff sometimes because, like, there is stuff I want to talk about, but at the same time, I feel like I shouldn't even talk about it because if you don't know, if you know, you know. The cops, Vince and the Stooges, come back to the ring. The new WWF title is in the case. It's the winged eagle, but not the blue tight strap that Austin had. It's back to the black strap.
0: Yep. There Which I was excited something. about when I when that happened, too. I was like, good, we're going back to it, because I like that. Yeah, I, know, I never right? liked the other one during the time, right? I was like, fuck that shit. Yeah. So I was excited for
1: this moment. Absolutely. <clears throat> so they're crowning a new champion. He calls Taker out. I'm sorry, Vince calls out Taker. He calls out Kane. Tells him, hey, you both be, deserve to be the champion. And then we get a shot backstage of Austin on a rampage with his Zamboni. Yep. My only problem with this is at one point he, he, he took a turn too bad, and he had to back up. And he was going so slow, and the cops were right there. They easily could have just jumped up and ripped him out of there. Yeah, but they it, could it's have fine. It was, it was over him, but
0: like, excuse me, sir. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> hang on, I slow down. Um, and then he, as one of the turns that he takes, he hits a thing of a light. like lights or whatever, and it takes out the feed in the back
1: for a mm-hmm. minute as well. Yep, and he dra- he drags that light for a while. Uh, but watch yeah. this
0: live. I remember this.
1: Oh, yeah, no, dude, it's fucking great. I mean, it's great. And here's the thing. I stopped taking notes once I saw him taking the Zamboni because the next note is for after what happens. I mean, I don't feel like I need to explain it, but I'll just go through it real quick. He fucking comes down the ramp. He literally crashes into the ring. And yeah, then the, the ring shifts. Oh, yeah. He gets in you know, and gets on top of the Zamboni fucking dives over the cops to McMahon. The best part is you've got a couple of the cops who are right there and they're like, all right, we got to let him hit him for a couple seconds before we break it up.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what I mean? I oh, gave him a stop. Second or two. Stop.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Now. Okay.
1: <laughs> so he immediately gets arrested. He's taken away. Uh, and uh, Taker and Kane come back into the ring and Vince Vin says, hey, the deal was you had to keep Austin away from me. Three times in less than a week he's brutally attacked me. You didn't live up to your end of the deal. I'm not going to live up to mine. You're going to have to fight for it. At the next pay-per-view, October 18th, Judgment Day, Austin will be the ref. Uh, so apparently for the next three weeks, we're not going to have a world champion. Yeah. Just so, but, to, but tonight, you and uh, Taker and Kane are going to have to take on Shamrock, Mankind, and The Rock in a handicap match. And you two are, like, dealing with the handicapped. One physical, and he looks at Kane, and one mental, and he looks at Taker. McMahon's about to leave. Taker grabs him by the arm, and he goes, you need to watch your ass because if you keep fucking with us, you're going to be the handicapped one. And Taker says, you know what, fuck that, and he just pops McMahon. They beat the shit out of him, and Taker just works his knee with a leg lock, uh, and they smash his leg in the steps. That's what I was kind of referencing earlier reference Uh, they went they do they went harder on vincent austin has fucking combined they went ham on his ass yeah it was great to see yep so (laughs) next yeah mark henry versus farouk with china as your guest referee china won't count for henry he gets up and goes come on baby <laughs> Which was great. Henry goes for a press slam. China crotches him. Farouk lands on top of Henry. China fast counts. China stands over Henry. And then some guy sneaks in from behind and slips an envelope under her arm. She opens it and has a bunch of papers. Ross is saying oh, she's getting served. Uh, she tears them up, leaves, and Henry picks them all up and. Yeah, that's kind of that. We see events being put in an ambulance, and the best part of this is, and it leads into next week, Mankind is there with, like, a soft drink that he bought from the concession stands with the lid and the straw, and he keeps trying to give it to McMahon. Here, get some fluids. Get some fluids.
0: <laughs> this is going to be some of Mankind's best work coming oh. up in uh, the next couple of weeks
1: here. 100%. 100%. Yep. Uh, we see Regal using an excavator. A real man's man. <laughs> Next, headbangers vs oddities. Oddities win. Again. Yeah, again. Yeah. Again.
0: Because uh-huh. this is last week, yeah. yep. Yep.
1: Uh, you get you get a shot of Valvina standing up against a wall. He looks down, and he says, You find those earrings you were looking for yet? And Terry comes up and she says, Not yet, but I'll keep looking. That dirty bitch.
0: That dirty bitch went back to looking. <laughs> she didn't find what she was looking for.
1: Uh, so, we do get Valvinas versus Xbox for the European title. We're here in the Motor City. Ladies, show me your headlights because I'm about to drive you all night long. Not one
0: of his best. bum. Whatever. Sexual. I, I, I fucked it up, yeah. <laughs>
1: China comes out at one point. As soon as does, I
0: started, I go, pick a word, pick a word, pick a yeah, word. I, I,
1: <laughs> right. That's why it's hard. When you do it, you got to commit. you got to have something in mind. Uh, China comes in, shoves Terry down, then shoves Venus. Uh, X-Pac and China beat him down as a DQ. And then the Gold Dust music hits. And... They got a pretty good pop from that. I mean, I fucking popped for yep. it. It's better than this fucking Christian evangelical shit. Um, we just get the Tron showing some highlights of gold dust while you hear his voice uh, saying something brief about being back, and we get gold dust falling from the ceiling.
0: Not not the uh, wrestler. We're talking yeah. like little flakes <laughs> of, of gold. paper gold dust. Fancy, yeah, right? own heart. Well, what's what's another style. metal
1: that you can put in booze? How about nickel? Nickel Schlager.
0: <laughs> nickel Schlager.
1: <laughs> I keep puking it up, but I don't feel like I'm getting everything. Can you just do me a favor? Can you check to see if anything's coming out? If any more nickels are there?
0: <laughs> Why? Why is the sensor going off? because um, you, you fucking been drinking nickels all day, man. It's in your stomach. Ah, oh, you're right. I'm gonna go throw it all off. right. I'll be back.
1: <laughs> oh shit, nitro emanating from Sunny Rochester, New York. <laughs> was
0: not there, um obviously. This was I I got home in time to see raw and everything that was going on, but it was like a huge you know, how homecoming is the beginning of the school year generally that was going on, had all other commitments. Didn't get to go to this one. It was the one and only time, I think. Maybe the only maybe one more time that they actually come to Rochester never got to see WCW live. I don't think I ever will.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I have gone to an AEW event. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no shit,
1: right?
2: <clears throat> so, oh, naturally,
1: as you would expect, Hogan and Bischoff start off the show. Um, I don't, Shivani acted surprised. I don't know why. Hall and uh, Brian Adams are there as well. And Hogan does say, We're in Rochester, Breda. Uh, Hogan does what he does. He talks until he loses his voice, says words, uh, cuts a promo on Warrior Sting and Bret Hart. Yep. There you go. And, yeah, yeah, okay, that's all I'm going to say, yeah. Okay. I said we nothing, open up yeah. with Parka versus Super Kolo. There's a sign. Danny Wegman is NWO for life.
2: <laughs> I
0: saw, it. <man>. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, does he even know that? That's cool.
1: <laughs> I know, right? I bet you he does have an NWO shirt. Uh, Laparka wins. Kallo hits him with some chair shots after the match. We get Gene on the ramp with Bret Hart. He cuts a promo on Hogan, and uh, he's gonna. He says he talked to Sting about who should face Hogan tonight, and uh, they decided that Bret would be the one to take on Hogan. So there you go. That's our main event.
0: So the match that we never got in WWE. We're never we haven't gotten in WCW. It's the first time ever, Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan.
1: And commentary is, Hogan. is selling the hell out of it. I mean, they couldn't possibly fuck yep. it up, right? <laughs> Next you get Disciple versus Sick Boy Disciples out to the NWO music, but he's still wearing his OWN jacket. Disciple gets the win by war warrior, warrioring up the whole time. <laughs> Close. Close enough, right? You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Close enough. It, it yeah. worked. I got it. All right. Next, we get Scott Steiner versus Lenny Lane and Nick Densmore. Uh, he, he does start his promo by saying, you know, not all men are created equal. That was terrible. That was like Gilbert Godfrey. That was not Scott Steiner.
0: <laughs> Is there something in this office that maybe you want? <laughs> what if I handed I just you some money room. and uh,
1: let's just say you threw that piece of paper away?
0: <laughs> I just watched Beverly Hills Cop 2, like, yeah. last week. You mean, like, if I had, like, $200? I love that both the uh, the other guys put their uh, fucking Rosewood and Tagger put their sunglasses <laughs> on immediately from there. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. um, Cindy Bernstein. He, he hits the double Steiner recliner for the win, but then he starts selling his back. Uh, they get a ringside doctor and yada, yada, yada. Excuses. We go to Hour 2, Warriors on the Ramp. He cuts a promo on Hogan. I, again, I don't really have much to say about this one. The, the, the luster is worn off. It, it's not even worth making listening long enough to make fun of it. Gene's on the ramp, this time with Buff. Oh, we just put Scott in the ambulance. He's on his way to the hospital. The cackling returns in the middle of Buff's promo. He stops. He says that uh, Scott has three bulging discs in his lower back. Maybe three, maybe four, maybe five. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. You see Doctor on my head? Havoc may not happen, so suck it up, Rick Steiner.
0: Do you know what the cackling is? I
1: can't for the life of Remember Me.
0: Yeah, I'm like 80 to 90% sure I have an idea of what it is, and you're just going to fucking shake your head when it happens.
1: I fully expect that to be the case when it does happen.
0: Yeah, we're already in, you know... Late 98, that's what's about to happen with WCW,
1: so true. There you go. Next, you get the Psychosis versus The Cat. Same five-second shtick that we normally get from The Cat, and he wins. Gene's on the ramp with Alex Wright, and he grabs the mic from Gene, and Gene's like, well, fuck this then, and he just walks off. I love it. Gene was not happy (laughs) about having the mic snatched from his hand. Alex Wright calls Gene a baldy and an old, old midget. I wonder how much he he got for that one. I know uh, he runs down Rochester for a little bit and then he calls out British Bulldog for reasons. I don't know. the the only thing that was cool and not even, not even cool. The only thing that was funny about this promo was on the cock you've got a 10 second skip feature, right? You can skip ahead 10 seconds you can skip backwards 10 seconds. I hit the skip ahead 10 seconds. First words out of Alex Wright's mouth British bulldog. I skip ahead 10 seconds, British Bulldog. I skip ahead 10 (laughs) seconds, British Bulldog. I'm like, what the fuck is happening?
0: He went for the hat trick in the name. Well, he
1: fucking nailed it. (laughs) Next, you get Chavo versus Dingo Deadwood. Um, They barely talked about this or I missed it. I don't know. Apparently, it's like the semifinal for a cruiserweight contender match. Uh, Disco wins by using the stick on Pepe and jabbing Chavo with it. Uh, Juventud Guerrero comes out, points out that cheating, goes after Disco, helps Chavo up, and then Disco jumps him. There you go. There you go. Uh, to those of you who were in Rochester for this show, I got to say, you got to see the Four Horsemen and Ric Flair. You even got to hear Ric Flair cut a promo for about 15 seconds. And then Bischoff, Stevie Ray, and Dillinger come to the ring. Bischoff wants the cops to escort Horsemen and Dillinger out of there. Um. weird thing is, I th- they're, one of the cops in the ring, I think I know one of them. Really? Yeah. And he was a cop. Actually, he might oh, still be Oh, he's a, a real one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. T- t- Eric
0: didn't know how to use plants. He's like, ah, oh, we'll just get yeah, real cops. <laughs> right?
1: Coming. So, uh, you know, and he's definitely got, remember the Departed? You're a cop? Yeah. He's a cop. He's a cop. (laughs) He's a cop. Um, We get asshole. You
0: you didn't look at us. You're a cop.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, You get asshole chance for Bischoff, and then Bischoff says the Waffle House is right down the road, guys. Uh, No, it's not. We don't have a Waffle House here. Nope.
0: (laughs) Not even. I don't think even like the next town.
1: Uh, I don't don't even know if there's one in the state. Wow, I think the closest ones. See, I see Pennsylvania. them all over
0: the place now. I'm I'm just too used. Well, to. you a I'm world traveler. Like, I don't know. Well, what happens when well, you're well a awesome. country
1: traveler. But I mean, still, hey, fuck off. We you've been, been everywhere, man. You've been everywhere. No, fine. Fuck you then. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I, yeah. I earn that one. Next, our T's in Jericho versus Goldberg. Jericho does the Goldberg entrance again. He's talking to the camera this time, basically cutting a promo on Goldberg. He's got the shirt that says Jericho 1, Goldberg 0, and uh, gets in the ring, and then the real Goldberg comes out carrying the fake one over his shoulders, and Jericho shoves the Jericho protection or personal security into Goldberg. society. Society, yeah, whatever. I know it's not society, <laughs> asshole. Jericho shoves him in uh, Goldberg's way. They eat the spears and the jackhammers, and there you go. Okay, bro. Gene's in the ring with DDP because you know that has to happen once a week uh, he cuts a, DDP cuts a promo on everybody basically the idea was that everybody's in a stable except for me I'm on my own and you may feel the
0: bang and by the way bang
1: Bye. <laughs> next you get Scott Hall with Vincent versus Kidman Vincent is using a drink to coax Scott Hall to the ring and Hall wins all right. That's how I got you to the show today. Yeah, no, that's how I nuggets, do the show but... most days. Uh, <laughs> where we're about to hit hour three for thank God for that anyway. Bulldog versus Alex Wright. Bulldog cuts a promo on right. He's like, you know, I got an 11-year-old son back there. You can't even lace his boots. with the fans in Germany, they love the British Bulldog. So you can suck it. I think he says it in German first. And then he says suck it. But, yeah, whatever. Commentary gets handed a note. Hall has been celebrating in the back. He's very obnoxious. He's really celebrating. They're really putting over how much he's celebrating. you know he's celebrating? Oh, drinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was Scott Hall. He's probably doing a lot more than that. If you know any, I, never mind. I'm not going to say it. I've pushed the envelope already. We got a ref bump because WCW. WCW. Bulldog gets the pin, but there's no ref. Lil' Nate comes out. And he comes in the ring right as Wright makes a pin. Both refs count. Bulldog gets his shoulder up. The original ref calls Bulldog the winner. And Nage calls Wright the winner. Wright and Bulldog fight post-match. And uh, they don't resolve it. They just move on.
0: (laughs) Uh, Do we have a winner? Nope. Max Nash. Just move it along. Let's go. Yep.
1: Next segment. Brian Adams versus Kevin Nash. Nash comes out, and there's a little kid in a Wolfpack shirt who's just standing there with him at the top of the ramp. And everybody's like, who the fuck is that?
0: Kid goes, Nash! (laughs) Turns around, tears his quad.
1: Where's your mom? (laughs) Yeah, Stevie Ray interferes with a slapjack. It's a DQ. Hauls out. He lays into Nash. Luger and Conan make the save. Conan! There it is. Luger and Conan are up next. They're taking on Barry Darso and Hugh Morris. I mean that's so an odd, demolition
0: that... smash, yeah, or Repo Man if you want to look at him in that yeah. way. And who's the other one? Hugh Morris. That's pretty funny. That is pretty humorous. I yeah. was
1: going to say it's an odd pairing. You might say it's. I said what that. you already said that's it. Stupid. Yeah, I know. Way to go, asshole. Wolfpack wins. So much for being professional she... today. Oh wow, <laughs> dude!
0: Whatever, man. I... <laughs> I can't even move right now because I'm afraid that I'm going to lose, like, service. I am just sitting still here with this fucking phone.
1: Uh, We got our main event. It's Hogan versus Bret Hart. Uh, I have to say. Rochester
0: was fortunate enough to get the match that nobody ever got. Right. That's fucking awesome.
1: Sort of. Anyway, yeah. Kind of. Maybe. And Hogan actually started off the match wrestling. Like, actual wrestling. Maybe because he...
0: Maybe because he knew what the outcome was going to be. He's like, all right, I'll, I'll throw a couple moves in
2: here.
1: Yeah, right. I know. And commentary did a good job of, like, kind of selling it and putting it over, like, you know, well, he wants to, pr- he wants to prove to Brett that he's fucking the best wrestler all around, which we know isn't true. But, you know, it was something at least. So, yeah, uh, Sting leads the Wolf Pack to ringside after Brett gets injured. Sting gets in the ring. He pulls Hogan off of Hart and shoves him. Uh rest of the Wolf Pack tends to Brett. Uh, obviously, he's selling the knee. There's a sign says, Other Channel,
0: Jackass. (laughs) You bought a ticket to go to this fucking
1: show and just
2: to shit on it. That's kind of funny.
1: Uh, Yeah, Hart wants to finish the match. The Wolfpack's like, nah, nah. They bring out the stretcher. Brett's begging Sting. Uh, They don't listen. Sting takes his place. Brett gets loaded into the ambulance, and Luger and Conan get jumped by two guys in scrubs and masks. Spoiler alert, it's Scott Steiner and Buff. Uh, they stay on the Wolfpack as Brett walks, stumbles back to the ring. Uh, Sting locks in the Scorpion Deathlock, and Brett comes in and hits a DDT on him. Locks in the sharpshooter. They work the knee. And, uh, yeah, Wolfpack eventually make the save, but uh, Brett was in cahoots with Hogan the whole time. And when
0: Brett, after he does the DDT, stands up and bounces on each foot being like, yep, oh, my yeah. knee's good. Yep. It was awesome. Uh so that's like his fourth turn since being in WCW. We're Brett, off to a great Brett, start for his career, Brett Show. Yeah, Jeez. it's uh, it, it's funny because he when he is pleading with Sting, it almost is reminiscent of WrestleMania Nine where he's telling Hogan, "Yeah, no, you go in, you go fight Yoko," and it was kind of like the same thing, like but except this one he was actually behind and in cahoots with. But yeah, that's how uh, Rochester Nitro goes off the air. Interesting. Humorous. Ah, see, way better use. Some things are humorous. Some things are more of a drama. Some things are a thriller. Those are called my movies. Here we go. Alrighty then. Look at man. I'm excited to be talking about my top 30 movies. We said 30, right? 30 was the number?
1: Yes. Dear Lord, please.
0: I got to take, take a zero off. Uh, <laughs> and I'm excited to bring to you my list because yours, I was surprised to how very little we actually had in common when it came to our list. Um, I think you might be surprised by my list this week But we'll see what, what your thoughts are uh, You know, here we go In no particular order You got Sunny Side Up One Night in China Saving Ryan's Privates Pam and Tommy Lee Sunny Scrambled Sunny Side Down Sunny Poached Four Nights in King Mabel One True <laughs> Hand at Love The Mark Henry and Mae Young Story Injecting One Rude Dick The Ravishing Rick Rude Story Sean and Sonny, just suck it. Brett and Sonny, Sunny days. Bulldog and Sonny, please don't tell my wife. Vince and Sonny, I'm a genetic jackhammer. Swoggle and Sonny, pot of flabby gold. Uh, Let's see, oh, we also have uh, Ziggler and Sonny, all night long. Ziggler and Amy Schumer, there's no giggles in athletics. Vince, Stephanie, Shane, Linda, and Triple H, what we call our Christmas. ODM with some underage Toronto girls and the professor with Lita China and Liv Morgan. Okay. So did you have any of those on your list of movies that you would maybe watch?
1: I thought the last one was a horror movie.
0: <laughs> uh, that list only took like 30 seconds to write. <laughs> <laughs>
1: In some way, and some some reason hey. the pages of that script don't fucking pull apart anymore.
0: Oh, thank you chicken nuggets. All right, let's get into my real top 30 movies. Of course, you had your honorable mentions that you that you breeze through. I had a little bit of a different take on uh the honorable mentions for myself. Most of them are like a franchise or a trilogy. Uh and then one exception. The one exception, The Toy. Richard Pryor, oh, yeah. one of my favorite movies. Uh the Rocky franchise, Naked Gun Trilogy, the Lethal Weapon 1 through 4, and a very big fan of the Devil's Rejects Trilogy. So you got your House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell. Just, you know, Big fan of all those uh, franchises there, but too hard to throw in when you're doing the top 30. Like I said, top 300 could have made this happen. Here we go. Some of these we've actually talked about a couple of times. One in particular was, a let's see, back in the winter, I would believe. Coming in at number 30 for myself is the Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, and John Candy classic of Nothing But Trouble and Demi Moore, which we've talked about on this show. Coming in at number 29, Am I the Meanest? Am I the Prettiest? Show sure enough. Last Dragon, which is funny because was that a part of your honorable mentions?
1: No, it was. Wait. Yes, it was my honorable mentions. Yes.
0: Yeah. I had to make it into my list. And I, I made my list long before we even I even listened to yours. But uh, this was just uh, one I grew up on watching all the time. I was a very big fan of. Uh, coming in at number 28, man, a classic. I would call it a dramedy movie. That we've talked about a couple of times on here, Parenthood, with mm. Steve Martin, um, you a man, a whole uh, slew of characters, man, a lot of great people, even uh, very young Keanu Reeves and a very young uh, Joaquin Phoenix.
1: Yes, yes,
0: little boy who keeps his porn in a
1: brown paper Back bag, in the
0: future case, yeah, in a brown paper bag. Uh, coming in number twenty-seven shouldn't be another surprise of a movie that I've already talked about on this show. Uh, Ashton Kutcher's butterfly effect you know how you could change things around uh, if you could go back in time and how it can alter the universe which I just found out earlier today while watching a deleted scenes thing that they had a completely different ending for that movie altogether, where he goes back and prevents himself from being born Mm. like kind of like yeah I thought that was kind of a but they took it out because they said it was too dark for a theatrical release. I'm like, I thought that was fucking a, that's a great ending. Yeah. 100%. Instead of just going to the girl and going, I don't want to be your friend. It's a way better ending. Just kill yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, number 26, this one, I've all, I might get some flack on, but Oscar, it is a movie with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, his yeah. his daughter is Marissa Tomei. And he's a gangster who is trying to turn straight. So he can impress some bankers, and it's a he's, it's a comedy movie more than anything, and it's confusion to the to the nines, you know, it, misunderstanding who someone is talking about. Uh, very funny movie. Always been a fan of that one. Uh, coming at number twenty five is my only tie, but it's because it's the same director. It is my Quentin Tarantino duo of the Hateful Eight and death proof death proof i've talked about on here love death proof i've can't even tell you the number of times i've watched that one hateful eight have you watched that one
2: you know what the, i don't think like i've watched hateful
0: eight.
1: i don't think i've watched hateful eight yet oh
0: you got samuel jackson mm-hmm. you have tim roth kurt russell uh tim roth and jennifer jason lee and just a fantastic movie man like one of my favorites obviously no shit could send this list but um it's probably close to about 3 hours long though so
1: I know it may take movie. you a minute yep that's fine yeah
0: number 24 another movie that you and I have talked about on this show uh arugula i haven't had an arugula it's a vegetable my blue heaven Steve Martin, Rick Moranis, we've talked about it. Just a, a, a really good take on Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. You know it's what I mean? It, it's the yeah, which is fantastic. Uh number 23. I think we've talked about this one. Fire in the Sky. Mm-hmm. Here we have. Have we talked about th- Okay. DB Sweeney and a couple other people. Um that's a movie that fucked me up as a kid and I still I'm like "Ah, I'll watch it every now and then I'd like to torture myself and go to bed and have nightmares (laughs) that seems fun number 22 Saturday Night Fever Hmm. John Travolta always been a fan of it Um, say what you will about disco and the Bee Gees and all them. I do like the earlier Bee Gees but I'm a very big fan of some disco music and this movie just uh. Really good. I wasn't a fan of Staying Alive, the follow-up, but I thought Saturday Night Fever was a pretty good movie. Can you dig it? I knew that you could. Number 21. Did you say Ute? Yeah, two Utes. My Cousin Vinny. I don't know, man. It's I could watch that movie over and over, and I'll laugh at it every time. There's, I mean... Marissa Tomei losing her mind about the deer thing and bam a fucking bam. bullet. It,
1: it's... <laughs> no, let me ask you something. You think deer gives a shit what you were wearing?
0: <laughs> you think the sun, you you know, uh the deer you shot was gonna give a shit what the son of a bitch you shot him was wearing? Yeah, there you go. She's it that and your biological clock. <laughs> just just a great movie, and then of course she saves the day in many ways. Absolutely. Uh number twenty, the uh well, I'm losing his name for some reason, but the remake, Ocean's Eleven. So, mm. not the Rat Pack version. We're talking about the one that has Brad Pitt and George Clooney. That Clooney. was the guy I was thinking of. Just a great movie. I, I do like that trilogy. Number 19. And I, I don't think we've ever talked about this movie, but I'm curious if you have actually ever watched it. Wesley Snipes, Drop Zone.
1: No, that one doesn't sound familiar it
0: also has Gary Busey. Oh, it is shit. a parachuting movie or like skydiving movie if you will. Um and in the very beginning of the mo- of the movie he is a federal agent or whatever and his brother is Malcolm Jamal Warner.
1: One Malcolm of the Cosby's? Jamal doesn't
0: really make it far into the movie. Yeah, that guy.
1: Hmm. Good to see he was still getting work. Um
0: yeah, well he wasn't, you know, getting pills from Billy at that point. Number eighteen. Kind of a younger Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, and Ellen Barkin. This Boy's Life. This is a very mentally fucked up movie, but
1: what's the name of it?
0: Uh, it's a This Boy's Life. That's what I thought.
1: Okay, and I didn't know is, if you were saying it was like it, you know that boy's life. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. That's funny. That's really, really funny. Uh. Ellen Barkin is the mother of Leonardo DiCaprio, and she meets a new guy, Robert De Niro, who just, on the surface, to Ellen, just seems so fucking nice and charming, and he ends up being a real piece of shit stepfather to uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And it's actually written by a, a real. It was a real kind of inspired by a true story. It is a true story. Um, Tobias Wolf is his name, and he goes by the name Jack Wolf. Um, It's a good movie Uh, It's in God I I don't If you haven't seen it Man check it out I I highly suggest this one Some parts in there Where you're like Jesus Christ And you know But It'll all come around in the end Put it that way (laughs) Uh, Number 17 I'm sure you'll guess it Off of this line Get off my lawn
1: (laughs) Gran Torino Gran Torino
0: (laughs) Yeah baby just a good movie i mean take away a lot of the racism and it's a fantastic movie but i mean i guess it also goes to show a guy who's his age and what he thinks at that time mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's uh but he also befriends a, a kid that you wouldn't think he would toad it's tao yeah toad he's so fucking good in that movie mm-hmm. i'm like i feel like he just went to work and was him uh number 16 Remember Helen Slater, Christian Slater's sister? The Legend of Billie Jean.
1: Oh, my God. I haven't seen that in fucking forever.
0: Yeah, I honestly, grew up on it. It was one of those ones that was on VHS that I wore the fuck out of. It was just such a good movie. Um, Christian Slater's in it as well. They actually play siblings in the, in the movie. Um, this one I may get a little bit of shit on. I'm not sure, but we'll find out. Coming in at number fifteen for me is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, two thousand three, which is huh. the Jessica Biel version.
1: Oh, that explains I don't mind it.
0: the original. <laughs> no, it's not even that, man. It's it's it's. I don't know. I like how they did it. They did the right. I think it. They did a good job for a remake and making it a little more modernized, with right. less of a shaky camera, if you will. But I mean, that effect is still great from. The, the 70s version. There's nothing wrong with it. I just personally like the 2003 version just a touch better. Number 14. Ooh-hoo. The Negotiator. Samuel L. Jackson and Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. What a great movie. Both, yeah, where both men are negotiators for the police, but they don't really know each other all too well, but it's because Samuel L. Jackson is under... Investigation for the murder of his own partner. I
1: think they actually indicted him.
0: That's, yeah, that was the, yep, and he was going to, yeah. you know, have to deal with all that. And he said, the only person I'll talk to is Chris Sabian, which is funny because Chris Sabian, the wrestler, I always want to call him that just <laughs> because of that. So do I. Um. <laughs> yep. And lo and behold, you come to find out that that's Kevin Spacey, and it's, he's like, I'm only going to trust him because he's a negotiator. I'll give him this shot. And it's really good movie. And it also has, uh, His name is Rudy in the movie and I, uh, Paul Giamatti, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Oh my God. He's so good in the movie. He's good in everything, but I love that. It's, that's a really good one. Um, number 13, bad boys, not Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. I am talking about bad boys from 1987 with Sean Penn and S.A. Morales. Mm -hmm. Uh, you did watch Ozark. Yes or no? I, uh, I ask no. this question. I feel like a lot. Okay, he was in there. Uh, Labamba. You remember Labamba? Yeah. He is the brother of Richie Valens. Okay. Yep. Yeah. The the one at the very end. Richie. <laughs> you know the one who bangs Richie's girlfriend at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but in Bad Boys, uh, I don't know his name in real life, but the guy who plays Cameron in Ferris Bueller.
1: Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The,
0: the him. And Sean Penn are are buddies, and they go to deal with a robbery that uh, S.A. Morales is going to be dealing with, and accidentally kills a boy. And Sean Penn has to go to a juvenile, it's basically like jail, but for like 16, 17, 18-year-old guys, and the guard in Shawshank Redemption, the one that... Has the tax thing. He's like, I'll throw this motherfucker off the roof right now. Right. He's in this movie. No shit. Um, as one of the people in jail. And he looks so much like Triple H. It's ridiculous. Because <laughs> he has a, just a blonde mullet. And I'm like, it's terrorizing. It's That's him right there. I don't give a shit how you look at it. But that's a really good one. Sean Penn. Uh, bad Boys. Number 12. Alpha Dog. With Emile Hirsch. Does have Justin Timberlake. Uh and his name was Anton Yachtin or whatever. Oh, God, I can't remember his his real uh, his full name uh, the right way. He was actually an actor that died in an unfortunate accident where...
1: He was in the Star Trek his, reboots. Yeah, the He fucking like kid. got out of his car to check his mailbox. The car rolled back and fucking squished him.
0: Yep. This was like a breakout movie for him, Alpha Dog. And it's a real true story about how... Uh, Emile Hirsch's character is like a drug kid, like like you know, drug dealer, and Ben Foster has a little brother. You know who Ben Foster is actor.
1: I, I don't recognize the name. I'm sure I'd recognize the face, but
0: so he uh, he's been in a lot of good shit. But uh, they end up taking Ben Foster's kid brother, not his kid, his little kid brother, which is that Anton kid, as collateral until they can get paid. It's a bunch of fucking young drug dealing kids Who would get in over their heads They don't know what the fuck they're doing Real good movie And I saw it in California And when I ended up you know, Getting done watching the movie I was talking to my cousin She goes that was a real big fucking story around here She goes that was real huge So I ended up making a movie about it Came out in I believe like Hmm. 2003-ish Alpha Dog So check that one out Number 11 Movie made me want to rob places The Town with Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah. Um, As well as Jeremy, uh, what's the guy? Another guy. They just got in a weird fucking accident. Uh, Jeremy Renner. Back to back. Yeah. Uh, Such a great movie. Have you seen
1: The the Town? I don't think The Town I've seen. No.
0: Man. Again, they they rob banks. They fucking end up trying to rob, uh, what's it? Red Sox Stadium. I can't think of the name of the place right now. Fenway. Fenway. Thank you. Um, Real, real good movie. Uh, some iconic lines, too. Very funny one. Ben Affleck walks in to, to Jeremy Rennie. He goes, I need your help. We're going to hurt some people, and you can never ask me what this is about. <laughs> Jeremy goes, whose car are we driving? That's it. I'm Beautiful. Like, that's, a, that's a friend right there, man. I know some because friends like that. Oh, yeah. Number eight. Oh, I'm sorry. Number nine. Jesus Christ. Let me back up. Number 10. I'm going to go back to number 10 because I haven't even made it that far. 10. When they made your list last week or two weeks ago. The prequel to My Blue Heaven, Goodfellas. Not much you really got to say when it comes to that iconic movie. If you haven't seen it, you know,
1: crawl out of your really hole. You.
0: Yeah, number nine. This movie is with John Cusack. Identity. He's in mm-hmm. this as well as Ray Liotta, um, yeah. Amanda Peep You eh, Not a fan.
1: No, it was one of those, uh, dude. I mean, th- that movie's kind of old because I feel like this was a movie that we were in Blockbuster and like they had it on sale super cheap. So Jackie and I just got it, and it, it had a somewhat clever ending to it. You know, it mm-hmm. was just, it was just kind of
0: moral story. horrors don't get a second chance, <laughs> and then the little boy will kill you. <laughs>
2: There's
0: another failed title name for the show that would have been so good, right? Number 8 Of all the Denzel Washington movies You'd be surprised that it made the list This is the only one that made it And it's John Q This is the one where He is fighting for His son to get a heart transplant Mm -hmm. And Through all of insurance uh, James Woods Is the doctor and he's like Sorry I can't help you And is in it as well um, and he ends up taking people hostage in the hospital. And one guy's, uh, shit, Eddie Griffin is in it as well. He's the perfect comedy relief into the movie. Uh, Number seven. We've talked about this one before and even made a little bit of a joke about Lil' Chris being in a wheelchair. We're talking about Boys in the Hood. And to me, that's just one of my, that's a, I think you said the words, a rainy day movie. Is that what you called it? Or staying home sick sick sick
1: movie? Sick day movie, yeah. Man,
0: Boys in the Hood is definitely one of them for me. I'll watch it every time. Ricky! (laughs) Have you seen Get Hard? The Will Ferrell, Kevin Hart movie? No. (laughs) So, Kevin Hart is trying to teach Will Ferrell how to get by in prison. Mm Mm-hmm. And, but he's a fucking fake himself. And he's like, so how did you go to prison? He goes, man, we were just some boys in the hood. It was me, my buddy, Ricky, my buddy, Doughboy. And, you know, Ricky had the ticket and he's going through the whole thing. And Farrell's like tearing up. It's fantastic. It's so good. Uh, just a great reference to boys in the hood, obviously. But uh, number six, kind of a tie, but it's kind of like just part one and two. So we'll just kind of call it together. But uh, Eddie and the Cruisers, one and two. I highly doubt you've ever watched it. Um, I've heard, definitely heard of Eddie and the
1: Cruisers. I didn't know there was a second one.
0: There is. It was uh, Eddie and the Cruisers 2, Eddie Lives. And cause if you watched all of number one, the whole thing is that Eddie Wilson drove his vehicle off a bridge and killed himself. And Ellen Barkin, wow, two movies for her today. Go her, uh, is the reporter, and she's doing a piece on him because the song on the dark side, dark side I was just, just going to
1: fucking say real. it I was just going to yep. say it yep. and,
0: it's, and it's making its way back about 10 15 years later Tom Berenger's was the uh, piano or the pianist in this band hmm. and he and so she's doing this whole piece on him the very end of it is you know those stores? They always show you in movies how it used to be. You can stand outside, and there's 15 TVs showing you the same newscast, and everybody stand there watching it. They even do it in Legend of Billie Jean. Well, at the end of this, Ellen Barkin's doing her thing, and you hear the his song starting up, and it fades to black, and you see a bearded man standing there. It's Eddie. So you're like, "Oh shit, those motherfuckers alive? What?" Turns out, Eddie and the cruisers too. Eddie lives. He's living in Canada. And all he did was just have a fucking mustache, trim his hair different, and no one knew it was him.
1: <laughs> Apparently it wasn't that famous. It's a good
0: movie, though. No. Well, but in Eddie, in Eddie and the Cruisers 2, it's like Elvis. They have Eddie spottings. They have Eddie lookalike contests because he's that huge of an icon. Is he going to make his way back? You should watch it. It's a good movie. Classic here we go top five are you cool man like how like how there it is i was like come on man come a little faster how many beers have you had oh you're so done man four done. <laughs> days confused is just that's another one stay at home sick and watch a movie i i mean i could quote everything in order no problem and it's just such a good movie it's never gets old actually and I didn't even know Ben Affleck broke his ankle until you told me that story which is even better. I didn't know, you know until I told that... you that
1: because that's why I yeah. saw it
0: <laughs> I was like that's amazing number four another Emile Hirsch movie um probably his most popular and goddamn, if it doesn't you know relate a little bit to my life into the wild just getting out there and camping but uh this is a if you've never seen this one, it's where he wants to go to Alaska, gets rid of all his belongings, everything, and just goes off to Alaska to try and just live, live life, and live off the game. Uh, it's got a lot of great uh, cameos in it. Uh, Chris and Stewart, from when she was a little bit younger. Um, also, uh, Vince Vaughn is in the movie as well. So it' great movie. Um, goddamn, it's a good tearjerker. Hmm. You haven't watched it, have you?
1: No. Your list is, uh, I I don't want to say hot takey. It's not hot takey. You're, uh, yeah,
0: it's an odd list. Way better than you expected.
1: (laughs) Actually, yeah. (laughs) Believe it or not.
0: Okay. (laughs) What do you think it was going to be like? Tommy Boy, Super bad. Soul Plane, Soul Plane 2. Soul Plane. Oh, that is a good. Oh, fuck. I got to start this list over because I forgot about that. Beauty (laughs) Shop, Murder Shop. Oh my god, all of the uh, Tyler Perry movies. If I could laugh and pray in 90 minutes, that's money well spent. If you don't get that reference, it's from SNL. uh, Black Jeopardy, where Tom Hanks just happens to be really good at Black Jeopardy. Number three. Blow. George Young, Johnny Depp, uh, P.V. Herman. (laughs) Uh, very big fan of that movie ever since the first time I saw it, it was, uh, just one of those ones that just sucks you in, you know, it's a very big fan. I put that one up right next to how good Goodfellas is like just a, a story of a whole journey of ups and downs. Number two, the movie that I asked you to fucking watch and you didn't mystic river. Uh, which I already talked about, maybe about a month ago, which is the Sean Penn, Tim Robbins, Kevin Bacon, Lawrence Fishburne, whole lot of people. Great movie, but you know, you should probably watch all of these. By uh, the way,
1: I, I'm gonna watch it. I'm taking. I am writing down your list so I can go back and I can watch some of these movies.
0: That's fair. I like that
1: Mystic River. Will number be the last one, one.
0: <laughs> of course it will. <laughs> I made Slapshots a fucking priority. Uh, but number one for me. It just doesn't get old. A Bronx Tale.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And oh man, uh, just a very and you know that's probably like a yeah I could see that being there yeah and it, it it's one of those movies that it's just so good. Colossal. the uh, name's too fucking long. We gotta start calling you something else. We're gonna call you C from now on. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait, right, Mickey Mantle made you cry?
0: <laughs> Ask him to pay your bill. See if it helps. <laughs> that. But I mean, like. It's the real, man, uh, De Niro losing his son to what seems like a corrupt guy, but also is fathering him in the right way, making sure he is doing the right thing. I mean, driving backwards from one place to another, that was impressive. I did like that. That's a really good one. That's just such a good movie, man. Mm -hmm. And It obviously deals with uh, racism and a lot of fucked up shit. I can't hear... This is a man's world without thinking of the cocktails being thrown at the, the uh, place where all the the guys are hanging out. And then they end up getting one of the cocktails thrown right back in their car. Goddamn. Yeah. Every time I hear, yes. this is a man's world. That's all I I could see is the car turning around, going and doing it. It's, every time I hear that song, it's the first thing that comes to my head. Uh, Bronx Tale, man. I mean, I'm sure many, many people have seen it, but man, that's uh, absolutely just classic. I, what, what's his? I can't think of the guy's name. Sonny in in, in real life. Do you know his name?
1: Sonny was um, Chaz Palmenteri. Chaz something. There Chaz it Palminteri, is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's who? It, if I'm not mistaken, he's actually in a stage play version of a Bronx Tale.
0: I did know that too. Yep. Which I'd like to see
1: 100% <laughs> Alright
0: do coffee I can't do coffee cake Nobody can do coffee cake I think that's the second time We've actually been able to say that On this yeah, show That's great <laughs> Alright man Those are the movies that I got Down the road We may be doing some TV shows Of the same kind of list But in a couple of weeks We're going to be coming at you With a movie that we Brought up At one point And said oh we got to add it to the list We have a couple of doozies Coming up over the next couple of weeks, weeks Which I'm excited about for sure And maybe we'll probably talk wrestling, too. Hey, next week, we'll be back. We'll have Wrestle Dream results. Is there a new era? Did Tony just get a gold-plated straw? Maybe that's the new era. Who knows? We'll find out. I am the professor. I bid you a farewell. ODM, he has only one way that he leaves this show.
1: It's always better with Knuckles. The Top of Wrestling podcast is brought to you by the top of wrestling podcast your hosts are the professor mark fantasia and odm the doc joe rizzo feel free to reach out to the show by email at the top of wrestling at gmail.com on their facebook page twitter page instagram page remember to subscribe like and share you can listen to the show on most popular platforms including itunes spotify podbean amazon music pandora and youtube without your continued support it would be just some guys talking wrestling which is pretty much what it is anyway good night folks